From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week on Nintendo Main. Wait, what? We can't talk about Switch Sports? Look at me seeing credits. Hell yeah. Are you looking for fun? Yeah, we're looking for fun. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 309, where we talk about super secretive things that are not supposed to be talked about. But you know what? We're going to do it anyway for you fans. I think uh, I don't think Nintendo's going to come after us. And if they do, you know, my, more power to them. They'll at least get to listen to uh, 308 wonderful episodes of this show <laughs> to, to, to try to get to whatever <laughs> we're talking about. But we are your hosts. I'm Trey. I like to play bad-looking games on my nice TV, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, under ice with Arceus. Mikowski. And I'm Johnjuns and Dragons Knitter. Johnjuns and Dragons. You getting getting tabletop over here? Throwing some dice? Throwing some Maybe twelve so. some twelve cider over here? I want to know your full backstory. Make sure you write it all I got out. Got it. And all of your uh and before we start this, you have to roll a perception to see what's happening or something. <laughs> I guess we're not in the same room, so that probably wouldn't wouldn't happen. Hold on, I need to roll my bladder size first. <laughs> Is it that complicated now? <laughs> you gotta you gotta roll mm-hmm. whether your character has to go pee or not. There's a lot of systems in place. I haven't, I mean, the last time I played was AD&D, but that was in the 90s. So I don't know. It's been a while. But yeah, let's uh, start off the show as we normally do and talk about games we got and games that we've been playing for the week. As I mentioned, the uh, Switch Sports was had a demo over the weekend. Um, I, was, I was traveling all weekend because I don't think I mentioned it on the show, but uh, my wife... My wife's dad passed away like a week or two ago, and we went we went to the funeral in Tennessee. So, spent a lot of time in the in the car. That first, actually, that first day was really bad because it had just snowed really, really bad in Chicago, and nothing was plowed. Like, especially the interstates in Indiana were awful. Were like straight ice everywhere. So it was really dangerous. So it took us like eleven hours to get to to get to Tennessee on that first day. I'm not exaggerating. You know, plus like stopping for food and bathroom and all that stuff. So, did the roads get better once you got into like southern Indiana? Or? Yeah, yeah. The far the farther south we got, the better they got. Actually, I don't think they got good until we got to like Kentucky, like completely yes. open. You know, but it was like a well, maybe like yeah, southern Indiana, Kentucky, like around there, because we went through like Kentucky to to Tennessee. What day did that. you leave? Friday. We left on Friday. Yeah, we left Friday morning. Oh man, yeah, the roads yeah. are terrible. So and it, and it snowed like what all day Thursday, but it was done snowing. You know, I thought. I was hoping that, and the Chicago stuff was actually okay, but the Indiana stuff was terrible. Like it was, Jess was driving and had uh, hands on the wheel the whole time, like gripping. You know, it was real. It's terrifying. Terrifying, yeah. So, but we made we made it back. Uh, driving back, thankfully, was was a lot easier. But 
but didn't didn't have a whole lot of time to play games while I was there. But I did, but I did get a chance to play one of the demo days or one of the demo times of Switch Sports. So didn't play as good as John did, from what I've seen. But you if know. you are listening, Nintendo, they're just telling me about the about the game because I didn't get to play it. Yeah, I figured you you missed it. <laughs> they're allowed to tell me because I'm in games journalism. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> seize Jeremy's Switch or anything. <laughs> I was going to at least try to do those 5 a.m. ones, but by the time I got to it, I was way too tired. Plus, I had to do There was a bunch of other stuff. I had to work during every one of them except for the 5 a.m. I was going to say, uh, you know, uh, just anybody who's listening to this, just know the dedication that I have to this show. Because I edited the last 30 minutes of last week's episode in a moving car. So wow. I was because uh, I didn't have enough time to finish the po- editing the podcast at home without sleeping. So I went straight to Tennessee on no sleep. Because I stayed up all night editing, and then I even finished the edit in the car. So I so I edited in the car for about an hour. And when it got to like making the uh, the thumbnail for the episode, <laughs> I thought I was going to throw up everywhere because I was because I had never done that in a car before. It's kind of hard to cut pictures and stuff out while you're in a car that's moving. So so yeah. <laughs> so if that last Sounds thirty mi- if that last thirty minutes aren't as great as the rest of the episode, I'm sorry. I was in a moving car. <laughs> but, it's just the sound of you vomiting. <laughs> well, I mean, the microphone wasn't on, so it's not like I'm recording it in there. I'm just editing it. But yeah, that's the first time I've ever done that. I was like, well, you know, I I want to get, I really want to get it done, and I don't want to wait. I want it to be done by the time we get there. So that's why I did that. So I edited in the car. I'd never done it before, but I was like, I will try it. And it's a it's a time. Like I have a, I have a hard time. You know, nowadays I have a hard time like even looking at my phone in the car without getting sick. So I can't really look at my phone. I can't really play any games in the car. It all makes me all the movement and all that makes me real real pukey. That sucks. So so that's what so that's what happened. But we finished it. I was able to finish that and our new Patreon episode, which by the way, if you like us, check out patreon.com slash Nintendo Podcast. Our number two episode, which came out on two twenty two twenty two, is out is up now. And instead of talking about sequels, we talk about uh special movements in our lives or uh bowel movements or toilets in video games. That's what we talk about. And I think it came out pretty good in the end. It's pretty okay, silly. Except we missed the pa- the Parappa the Rappa one, so apologies to everybody. We forgot to mention the toilets are over there, so they'll bring you luck, whatever it was. The toilet over there will bring you luck, so give up, I got no time to spare. I was really mad that I completely forgot the bathroom rap yeah. of, of, uh, of Parappa the Rapper. That was a major one. I was like, damn it. Well, we got More all like the other toilets. Parappa the, other... the Rapper. <laughs> but we did, but we did get, we did get a lot of other stuff, and that's like waiting in line to get to the toilet. I don't, you know, that's not act, the actual toilet. Last last week, you know, when we had Smashing Theory on here, we talked about uh, the Wii U and the 3DS, you know, getting laid to rest and all that stuff. And because uh, I love my Wii U and 3DS, I, you know, I've resisted that, and I've spent a decent amount of money on both eShops trying to buy stuff before they completely end it. So. That's kind of most of my pickups this week. It was funny because I had I had uh, bought so much stuff on the eShop that my bank thought that my card was hacked. <laughs> they they thought that I was actually hacked because there were you so know you have a problem when well I mean because there were so many purchases for the same amount from like one website. Most of the time when that happens, they think you got hacked and somebody just bought a bunch of shit, which has happened to me before. You know, I, I think I mentioned it on the show there was like some whatever um, software company that, that somebody tried to charge stuff for. And thankfully it didn't go through And Same thing with like uh, my PlayStation network got hacked and they tried to take money out of that. Like, and, and I was banned from the network cause they thought that I was trying to steal money from PlayStation and all this other stuff. But yeah, I picked up some stuff 
I finally was able to get my Wii U to connect to the eShop. And basically what I did is I connected it to my phone. That was actually the best way for me to get it to work. So I turned my phone into a hotspot and I connected my Wii U to the to the, my phone's hotspot. And that was the, how I got the best results of anything than actually connecting to my internet. I don't know. I, we talked about it a little bit last week. But yeah, it's a whole thing. Like it's been a pain in the ass for me to get online with the Wii U. With the Wii U so... I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I can get on most of the time with my phone. Sometimes it just doesn't connect. But I got to the point, like when I was editing, I would just, I was like editing on the side and just pressing the just eShop button over and over and over again on the Wii U eShop on the on the Wii U pad until it went to the shop, and then I'd, you know, search something and try to get it in really quickly before it crashed and do it again. And that that was that was kind of how I how I was doing that, but. But I managed to get some cool stuff out of it, and there's still some things that I think I want to get still that I haven't gotten. So the list is, uh, last week I mentioned that I got Spirits Tracks, uh, Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, which I did have that game on DS, but I'm pretty sure I gave it away. I think I gave it away to my niece for Christmas, so I lost it, and I never fully beat it, so I always wanted to. And I, and I liked it better than Phantom Hourglass. I know we have different opinions on that, and that's fine. We don't have to, we don't have to get into that. But yeah, I got that on the, on the Switch, so or on the Wii U, so cool. I got a I got Advance Wars Dual Strike, the DS version of Advance Wars, because why not? I mean, there's an Advance Wars uh, remake coming out, so I'm in the mood. You know, I'm I'm fine with that. I got Super Mario 64 DS, <laughs> just because. That's cool. Just because that's a silly game, and well, you know how much I love Mario 64. I've talked about that a bunch of times, and Mario 64 DS is like that with a whole bunch of other weird shit in there. And plus, you got Wario and Luigi and Yoshi as playable characters, which is hilarious and it's you know it's got it's weird it's not it's got not great controls but you can kind of play it i mean you can play it with the analog stick on the wii u so that's cool i guess but it's not it's not full yeah. it's not full analog it still feels like digital and you still have to hold the y button to run but it's just a weird ass game and it's just a, the kind of game that i want to be able to play it on tv like i said before about playing bad games on t- on, uh, on nice tvs that's my thing, I guess. I like playing weird old games on giant TVs. It, it, it's a funny thing. I kind of like how DS games look on the TV. And we talked about it a little bit with uh, a short hike and how that looked a lot like a DS area. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm. And it, it just looks cool. Like, it's got a, its own style. And, uh, I mean, I was I was blown away just by the fact that the DS, that you could buy DS games for the Wii U. And I'm still blown away by that. And it's a, uh, and it oh, just, yeah. like, it It'll was never just, happen again. Every time I every time I just thought about that, I was like, "Wow, DS games on your TV—that's amazing! What a time to be alive right now." I, I I still believe that if the Wii U, if they if the Wii U would have come with a 3DS attachment where you could like put little 3DS games in it and play your 3DS games on the TV, it would have been a much more successful console. Just because of the yeah. fact that you have the two screen right there, I always felt like that was a missed opportunity, or at least like fucking sell some 3DS games through the eShop for you to play mm-hmm. with your Switch. I mean, you won't have 3D, but who cares? Like, who really uses that anyway? But I always thought yeah, that they was... They scrapped that after, like, two years. Yeah. I always thought that was, like, a major missed opportunity there. Like, I, I wanted... Because then I would be able to play, like, Dragon Quest Seven and Eight and, like, all these great 3DS games on your TV. Like, the, I feel like there's so many good 3DS games that are stuck on the system because, you know, you maybe you don't want to experience them because you don't get to play them on tv and it's always nice i always i've said it a million times about how much i like the switch and the game boy player and all that stuff and i love the option to play it handheld and on the tv you know either or 
So yeah, sixty <laughs> Mario sixty four DS, and it was also kind of one of those things I thought it might be fun to stream at some point, just because I've done like run throughs of sixty four. I could try to run through sixty four DS, even though it's much much different. It's 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 kind of sucks because the graphics look great on the DS one; they look a lot better than the sixty four one does. But the control is just not there. Like that's the big that's the big problem. You don't have the analog. It's kind of funny when you think about the other thing Nintendo did with uh, when the three DS came out. They also re released. An N64 game, you know, with a little bit of an upgrade, but... Oh, Ocarina, yeah. Uh, yeah, Star Fox 64. Oh, sure, yeah, but, that too. But that uh, that game didn't have quite as much weird shit added to it, I don't think. But yeah, Mario 64 DS, or whatever the hell they call it. Yeah, that's what it's called. Mario 64 uh, DS, yeah. <laughs> I doubt we'll ever see it again. It's probably... It's one of these contenders for you may never see it again if you don't get it now, so... Yeah, I kind of felt like I had to get it. And, you know, a lot of these DS games are only like... Nine ninety nine, like they're not that expensive. They're ten dollars on there, so and and probably buying it by itself. I mean, I already have it, but I mean, I'm sure buying it like with this box and all that would be more. But uh, speaking of like really bad looking games on the TV, I also bought Metroid Prime Hunters because I just had to. That was just one I just have to because I want to oh, play. Yeah. I want to play it on the TV, and it looks and it looks amazingly hilarious on the TV. Metroid Prime Hunters is such a weird game. Like we never I don't know if we've ever really fully talked about it all on this show, but I barely remember it. That is a you know, that that we is got a, the demo. Yeah, there was the, the demo. I mean, I don't know if you ever got it or not, but I never did. It was it there was a bar it was a bizarre ass game. Like I was playing it last night. I played through like the first uh planet. And it's totally like a regular like more of a regular like Doom first person shooter game, but with a Metroid like thing on it. Like it totally, yeah. it totally feels like a like more of a like kill everything uh, old school first person shooter, which is fine. But when you but when it gets to the part where you're like fighting other Samuses or other bounty hunters that you know move like you do, but they and they can also turn into a ball form and bomb you or whatever, it totally feels like you're playing a deathmatch game. You know, like you're playing like a single player deathmatch thing. And also well, it had deathmatch yeah. on it, didn't it? Yeah, it had a, it had a multi online multiplayer with voice chat even because I remember Jeremy yeah, and I we talked to each other. App. Yeah, Jeremy and I talked to each other through the DS online. I remember one of my roommates came home one time and he was really high. I think he was on mushrooms or something. I was talking to Jeremy through my 3D through my DS and it really freaked him out. He thought it was weird because he'd never seen that before. <laughs> so, uh, so it was it was funny. You should have just been like, "What are you talking about? I'm not talking to anybody." <laughs> I was like, "My friend lives in this DS. He lives in here. He's in here. He got swallowed." Oh, did I ever tell you about my cursed DS? Yeah, my, the spirit of my friends in here. Yeah. I can only. Oh, yes, I taught my Nintendo dog how to talk. I, I can only. I can only talk. Uh, Nintendo. Nintendo had a weird thing too, where you could like record yourself in that. I remember that. You could record it, and it was like a record, and you could slow it down and like DJ. And oh all yeah, that I forgot stuff. about that. That was another weird, weird DS thing. But uh, but yeah, Metroid Prime Hunters is a weird ass game. Yeah, it has a. It has a. It it had like a multiplayer like deathmatch thing where you had different characters. That were like Samus, where the well, like Samus is in, like you can turn into little, you know, like bombs or like slugs or whatever, or balls of slugs and do like bombs and stuff on people. And I remember doing that, using that to kill people. That was kind of like a cool like cheat to get through there. But yeah, playing it a game, it, playing it again, it's just weird. I just, it's another one of those things that I think would be a really fun streaming thing. Like if I get to the point where I'll be like, let's just do dumb first person shooter day or something like that. That'll be this game, you know. Not that it's a bad game. Like I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's just, it's just a weird. It's just a weird beast. Like it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a Metroid Prime game. It feels like, it feels like a 
mostly multiplayer game that has single player stuff, I guess. Because there's parts where, like, where like a robots come and attack you, and that's all like a multi- that's all like a deathmatch as well. Like a lot of it's very like dodgy and you know like regular. I mean, you're kind of isn't the whole point of it. You're literally just hunting down all the other bounty hunters. So you're chasing them from planet to planet, and sometimes you got to chase them across multiple planets. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you're trying to find like this spiral thing, and I remember this was a big thing that like killed the game for me. These like because you, you fight like these pillars that that spin around, and there's like these blinking dots that I guess they don't blink. Yeah. But there's these like blue dots that you shoot. And then this like thing comes out of the top and you shoot that and then it comes back in and then you got to shoot the dots again. And you basically have to sh- fight this boss like multiple times, like over and over and over again in different planets. And also every time you beat this boss, you have to leave the planet in like an expedited manner, which really sucks also. So you have to, so they basically do like the escape thing of every, met- of the end of every Metroid, but they do it in every stage. But the stages don't explode they're still there like you can come back later and there and nothing has changed so like i was like why why do i have to like exit this planet if it's not exploding and everything is still that that always like bothered me so much i'm like what is the i'm like what is the, like the logic of this game it doesn't make any sense to me at all like why do i have to leave so quickly like is is there like a virus in my suit that's gonna like erase samus's memories or something like that if you don't get out of there quick enough i don't know but it's a uh, yeah. They're getting ready to uh, bomb for fleas. She's got to get out. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But it, it, you do this in every planet, and some planets you have to go back to, and everything's still the same. And it's like, okay, whatever. This is obviously a gimmick. But yeah, it, it's a very strange game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I, rec- I recall <laughs> it being uh, until Kid Icarus came out. I heard about a lot of people hurting when they played it, but I remember that this game hurt to play for for very long. Well, I played it. I remember when I got this game, I bought the the thumb shoe thing again, or whatever you want to call it, the thumb strap, so yeah. I could use that to aim, and that worked out a little worked better than trying to hold it and use the analog stick and all that. But I I don't know where my thumb strap is is now. Like I don't think I have it anymore. So actually, I'm sure. A few episodes ago, I I mentioned that I lost my Wii U stylus, so I bought I bought some more styluses, styles, so whatever styli, however you say that. Um, I bought I bought more of them, so now I have Wii U stylus, and I was playing it with it last night, and it's 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 it it feels like it's on the level of a uh, Kid Icarus uncomfortability. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to hold that boat and try to aim at the same time. <laughs> and you can and there is like a dual analog version of sorts. I mean, you can't use both of the analog controllers, but you can use the the four buttons on both sides to move and aim. But it sucks. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that mode. But uh yeah, it's a it's an interesting game. I don't know. And and I think a, also a big reason is this is the first time in any of the Metroid games where you could like aim and turn. You know, because you couldn't do that in, in the original two ones, because the controls were weird on the GameCube. Like you didn't, there was no strafing. Well, I guess you could lock on the person and then strafe around, but it didn't move like a normal first-person shooter game would. You know, which which was always weird. Like they didn't add that later until the Wii Motion uh, pointing and all that stuff of Metroid Three and Trilogy and all that. So yeah, so I played through the first part of Metroid Prime Hunters, and I, that, I don't know. I think that game is a gem just because of its weirdness, just because of how weird it is, and we'll probably never see a game like that ever again. But it's a it's a nice uh, piece of history there, or like a time capsule, as Jeremy would say. And yeah. I and I'm I'm happy to have it. Like I it was you know I was all about buying that game. I always kind of wanted to play it on the TV just because I always thought it was a weird game. And now I have it. And now I can play it on my TV and use my Wii U very clunkily to 
move around and shoot stuff. <laughs> and it's uh, it's too bad there's not a multiplayer still because I would totally play that if there was. But yeah, there was never any online included in the in the Wii U uh, DS eShop stuff, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a bummer. But it's cool. I mean, if like I said, if anybody wants to try out the weirdness of this game, like I said, it's not that expensive. It's only like ten bucks. So, and I don't know what it's selling for regularly, but I think it's worth it just to play a weird weird Metroid game on there. And the stylus works okay. You just it's just hard to hold the big boat with your other hand while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna try to play through the game because I think it's I think it's a weird ass game, and I like weird ass games. Speaking of stuff you still can play online a little bit, even though I can't because my Wii U is really bad at it. I bought Wii U Sports Club just uh, you know a couple months before Switch Sports comes out, just because once again I want to have all the different versions of the Wii Sports because if I don't get it now, I may never be able to get it. So. And I bought, and, and this one's weird because you don't actually buy it as a game. You like download it as a free app, and then you can and you can pay like two dollars to rent a game for, game for a day or something like that. I just bought the I just bought the passes to all the games. So so each of the games has a ten dollar pass that's an unlimited pass, and you just use that and you can do it whenever you want. Hopefully, it doesn't stop working when the internet stops working. I don't know. I haven't tried playing it yet, but I did a but so I spent forty dollars because there's four different ones. So I got the bowling, tennis. Uh, baseball and boxing are one thing, and uh, what's the other one? Oh, golf. Golf? Yeah. yeah. Bowling. So bowling, tennis, golf are each their own separate $10 things, and baseball and boxing are, are put together. So, And I and I think it uses Wiimotion Plus as well. Jess and I played it, like, on one of our first dates. We rented we rented golf for the day, and we played golf on Wii U. So I remember doing that early in our relationship, and it was fun. You know, it was a, it was nice to play golf. So I was like, hey, why not? I'll get that. I also got Super Paper Mario. This is always something I wanted to get on the Switch just because it's much more expensive to get it in disc form than digital form. So I'll jump on that $20 price point there for the Wii. Yeah, and I got my stylus. I already had that. Um, I played I played some of Lego the, the, the Force Awakens Lego game, which I forgot I had that game, but I was just trying to find something to play while I was editing. And that game's pretty good. Like, it's got a lot of crazy shit that isn't in the other Lego games. Like, it's very intense. I didn't particularly care for that movie, but I think the game is pretty good. It's nice that it doesn't really... I can play it and not be reminded of how much that movie sucked. I got I got some 3D, 3DS stuff, of course, because the eShop is dying on that as well. I got Attack of the Friday Monsters, which is a, which is like a, a sort of a point-and-click game, I guess. It takes place in like a 70s world while, while a Godzilla fight is happening behind you. That sounded like my game because mm-hmm. I love uh, kaiju stuff and all that. I haven't played it yet just because I never, haven't had time to like fully dedicate to a game i can kind of of only play one on the background so i haven't tried it yet but i also got warioware snapped just because i feel like i need to have every warrior game plus a lot of these are cheap like uh the attack of the friday monsters is like 7.99 uh warioware snapped is 4.99 like they're not what is warioware snapped is that all photo a photo based game it's a photo based game yeah that was a it was a dsi game i never played it but i always kind of wanted to so yeah you play warioware games with the camera so I, I haven't I haven't played it yet, but next week I'll I'll try it out for that. But it's just you know I want to play every WarioWare game, just whether they're good or not. I st- I still want to try them. And uh, last week I mentioned that I got uh, True Swing Golf Express, and I've already played the shit out of that game. I love those games so much. Like it's I love them because it's like the ultimate precision control of golf. Like it, it's you control with the touchscreen. But it's just—I always felt like it was the one of the best controlling golf games I've ever played, and the and the and the DSI Express version is just as playable as the other ones. So, 
they still the graphics don't look great, but it, it's fun as hell to play because you because once you figure out how to do it, you can do like crazy putts, like super long putts, and yeah, you can just you can be like incredibly good at golf once you figure out how to do it. That was one of the knocks I guess they said against it when it came out was that it was too easy, but I just I loved playing it just because I thought it it's too easy just because it controls so well and it gives you so much you know freedom as to where to aim and all that. I got that Gator pinball game, which I don't remember the actual name of it. It's like Rise of the Gator or something like that, right? Do you remember? That's the original Game Boy, right? Yeah, Revenge Revenge of the Gator is what it is. I just remember them mentioning that on, on Retronauts at one point. I think it was only like $5, so it might have been less. So I, I just picked it up, and I played around with that for a while, too. I, I can't I can't last very long. Like I, I, uh, I get knocked out pretty early, but it's still pretty cool for what it is. As far as like a pinball game on Game Boy, it's, it's pretty competent. I got Crimson Shroud, which is another level five game. Level five is the same guys who did Attack of the Friday Monsters. Crimson Shroud is a is like an RPG. Like speaking of the Dungeon and Dragon stuff, where you actually it actually shows you roll the dice on the bottom screen while the game goes. So whenever you have a fight, you have to roll dice physically, like in the game. And there's like kind of like a realistic looking uh, table that the dice go out to on the bottom of the screen. I thought that was really cool. That's what the second second screen is used for. Like I said, once again, this one's like seven ninety nine. So I was like, well, you know, that's a weird RPG. I like weird RPGs, so I want to try that out. I also got Arrow Porter, another uh, <laughs> another level five game. Arrow Porter, Arrow Porter is like kind of a puzzle game. It's basically a game where you press a couple buttons to uh, move ramps up and down between uh, luggage carousels, and you basically try to get luggage to different planes like in a certain amount of time before it's 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 actually incredibly addicting like it's a really cool game there's a that you know you'll have your you'll see the luggage come off and there'll be different colors and there'll be different levels for different colors uh different colored planes and you have to get them all to that in a certain amount of time before they go away and is that kinda, a touch screen controls no it's it's all it's all uh it's it's all like it's just left and right you just hit left and right to up it to to make the ramps go up and down like that's oh, it. Okay. And actually, it does have some motion control because there's some things that are circle that are that are like mm-hmm. ball um, luggage, and you have to tilt it to roll the ball into the into the plane. But it's cool. It's it's a weird it's a weird quirky game, and and it's nice. I still want to get Kirby's Blowout Blast. I haven't gotten it yet, but that's another one that's like seven ninety nine. Is that about what happens after he's done eating all that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's like a top down three uh, D ish Kirby game that it's was a like a uh, mouthful mode. Yeah, <laughs> but it looks cool, and it has like a rhythm. It has like the um, the day 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 rhythm game on there also, which I always wanted to play. And I and I bought I bought a new charger for my three DS as well because when when I went to when I went to Tennessee, I was like, man, I wish I would have brought my three DS. And I was like, well, if I bought my three DS, I'd have to unhook my my charger and put it in the bag. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll just buy another charger and I'll just keep it in my travel bag. So then I can just throw my three DS in there whenever I want to. So so I'm burning burning the candle for the 3ds <laughs> holding the torch for for the old for the old 3ds so i did all that stuff i got made i got mlb the show i know john you actually played it i did not i found it incredibly confusing i couldn't i couldn't figure out what was happening on the menu it was just it was just too much to try to find my way to even like a quick game so i was like i was like i don't, <laughs> don't want to play this like, I'm out. <laughs> so i quit i quit pretty i did make a character but i got into the menu and i'm like i don't even know what to do here and i don't care enough about baseball to to figure it out but it's a uh, it was kind of cool that if you get the demo if you got the demo for the weekend they send you like some you get a code for like some free shit for the actual game like if you do buy the game so you get some bonus kind yeah that's of a cool for, idea for getting it but. i thought it was okay like um since we're talking about it yeah go for uh, it my experience was brief so 
uh, yeah, I started to play it and uh, you know realized you know it's 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 obviously you know, more leans more sim rather than arcade style and like, I was just uh, I was bored with it, so I didn't put that much time into it, and I ended up after about ten minutes of trying to seriously play the game, I I, I ended up playing my own version of the game, which was you be the pitcher and you just try and beam as many batters as you can, <laughs> and that's fine. so I went through like eight or nine pitchers before I realized like. I guess I just have infinite pitchers on my team. So I was, try- I was trying to eject the whole team from the game. And I, I, I got <laughs> bored. I just quit. So, yep, that was it for me. Yeah, I couldn't even figure out how to play a game. Like, it's like I created a character and then I, they take me to this, like, menu and there's, like, ten things. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to start a career. I, I just want to... Where's, like, play now? And I'm just like, I... I'm like, I don't have time to do this. So I just kind of jumped out of it. I thought the game looked a little jaggy. That was one thing that stood out to me. But I think if you're a baseball fan, you know, you, you already know if you like this game or not. I mean, it's supposed to have really good, like, management and career mode and stuff like that, I guess, what, is what people really like about it. But I don't know. I think baseball is, like, one of the most boring sports out there. So I can't, I can't really I can't really get into it. I know I've had my fun with uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and stuff like that, but that's a little more fast-paced. I don't know. I always feel like baseball games are way too long. There's a lot of numbers to keep track of. I feel like they should always be like yeah. a third of the of the amount of time that they are. Like even when I'm playing like Ken Griffey Jr. on Super Nintendo, I still feel like the game w- would be like a third. I feel like it was it was it should only be like three innings. I feel like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like three or four innings, cool. But like nine innings, that's a long fucking time. And when you get into overtime and you could go into like fifteen innings, that's way too fucking long. Sorry, this baseball is too slow and boring for me. I just can't get into it. So there's my baseball rant. I mean, One thought that I had American pastime, so you know it's not that. <laughs> that's why it's really that's why it's really slow because it's the American pastime. One thought that I had while I was playing it was that you know how, how do you actually play a, uh, this this baseball video game? Well, you as you're the pitcher, you move the cursor and you aim to where you want to throw it, and then you hit the button to throw. And I'm like, this feels like the same thing as baseball games have always been like since sure, yeah. the beginning of time and like you know take it take in mind i did not play the whole game right I'm, maybe there's some advancement there later on i don't know but it just is there at least like a, like it's essentially the same thing as it has always been is there like an aiming box or anything like that like where is you can where you can aim like where the ball goes like whether it's up or yep, down yep. or because i remember the the ken griffey games on 64 had that had like an aiming box where you could kind of like point a little you could like move the stick and point where you want the ball to go like the target and it'll go like in that top corner or left corner or whatever you know that was kind of yep. interesting that's how i was able to hit so many batters oh, okay it's like Ken Griffey, you would just hold to the right if you want to hit the batter. That's how you do it. <laughs> you know, just okay. hold it towards the batter and then it'll and hopefully it hits them, you know. But that's yeah, that's something that's been there. I think I think what, what was really stand out is just all the stuff you have for uh for like the career mode and, and that and that type of thing. Which, you know, for anybody who likes baseball, that'd be cool, I guess. But didn't they say it was gonna have cross save too? Maybe cross play, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember, but probably I so, would I mean yeah, they said it will. This game's definitely being made for people that already own it and just so they can take it on the go probably yeah just to sell Good some point. more for playstation right since they don't have a portable mm-hmm. anymore they just buy it as well. i also think and i mentioned this a couple weeks ago but i talked on facebook i messaged doug perry from formerly from ig ign he, he posted something about uh, you know all these mergers and things happening and all that and his idea i think was correct i think that maybe they found their limit with 
players on the PlayStation who also enjoy baseball and they just need some way to expand the playing field. I mean, it could be an experiment too. It could just be like, you know, let's put a Sony property on Nintendo and see how that goes. You know, why not? Let's try this game. Like maybe since uh, Microsoft is putting stuff on there, they might as well put other stuff on there. But yeah, that, I mean, that's, is there anything else you want to say about that? Oh, moving on. Well, uh, I know Jeremy, we could talk about something that you got and I did not get, unfortunately. I, I did not make it all the way through uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. I, I wanted to, but I was just too tired last night and I was and I had to get up earlier today. So I just could not make it through. But I, I did do all the, I've done all the trials I got all the whatever the fucks. I, f- I found all those guys, um, the plates or whatever, whatever the fuck they're called. I got I got the red the red beads, the red chain, yeah. whatever it is. And I got to the part where you're supposed to meet the guy on top of the mountain or whatever. Yeah. When I was playing it last night, I realized I'm like so not interested in the story of this game at all. No, <laughs> the story's not. I just I just want to go I just want to go around and catch Pokemon. Like I really do not want to. Like I, I was, lost track yeah. of it because because yeah. I really like yeah I dug my teeth into this game big time this week and uh because i wanted to like it you know and I, and I was saying you know i've been saying the past couple of weeks i'm starting to like it it's starting to click for me but this thursday my job was closed because we got like crazy snow as trey was talking about yeah you got you got like multiple days off right like you got like four or five days or something like that almost right like well i just got thursday off for that for that second storm oh i, I thought you got at least like two days off no but i clo- they actually just closed early and then I just didn't go in because they weren't open that evening. But uh, I was like, well, guess I'm going to play Pokemon all day. And so that's what I did. I played for like eight hours on Thursday. And then that was yeah. enough to really get me into it because I started catching alphas. And then once I started getting a team with mostly alphas, then I started to have more fun with it. Love those. I felt like it was. Yeah. And so now I'm up to. Yeah, I saw the credits. It's not very far past what you're describing. The problem is that I have to. And you've probably heard this. I don't think it's spoiling anything, but you have. I think you have to complete the Pokedex to you, get the true ending. Here's another thing that I heard that's just kind of a spoiler, which kind of bummed me out. I heard that you also have to find all of those little blue fires that are hidden around the world. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I've been flying around a little bit every day, just trying to catch some, collect some of those because I don't want to just do it all at once because yeah. it's so not fun. But um, it's like making you find all the Koroks to find, like, to see, like, the final ending of Breath of the Wild is what it feels like. Because there's kind of, I mean, there's probably not as many, hopefully. There's not, like, 900 of them, but they still feel kind of random also. And and the game, like, pops in a lot, so it's hard for you to see, like, where they would be unless you're yeah. close enough to them. That's annoying. So, anyway, yeah, I'm, like, all my Pokemon in my party are between, like, level 70 and 81. I've got uh, seven stars. I have seven stars. And, um... Yeah, I played 48 hours and 22 minutes according to the in-game clock. So I played a lot this week. I bet I put 20-something hours in this week and just really just just grinded. I guess it's not really grinding, but it's the Pokemon version of grinding where you're going around and just trying to catch everything. And in the process, your your party's leveling up. And I was using up all my uh, grit stuff to to level up all the individual traits of the pokemon that i use the most oh yeah i, I got I, to the point where i like stockpiled a bunch of grits because my characters were all maxed out so i have yeah. like i have like 50 grits just like sitting in my in my house in the game because i well i mean i guess i could get other pokemon but i've been using like pretty much the same pokemon through the whole thing unfortunately i still having the same problem with the alphas and i think that's just baked into the design where it's hard, really hard to catch them sometimes because i kill them yeah because they like 
And so I've gotten pretty good at, at catching alphas, but there's still a few that I have trouble with, namely the ones that are like between like level 50 and 60. They seem to be the hardest ones to catch for some reason. Because the, anything below 50, I can usually get without actually having to fight it. And actually, I can just use like a regular Pokeball. I think you were saying. You oh, were yeah, I caught that. I caught a bunch like that, actually. It, like I just the other day, I, I played it a little bit last night and I was playing like a level 60 and I used a regular Pokeball and it just caught it like that. And I was in a fight, too. It wasn't even sneaking up. It's just like, OK, I'm like, all right. It, it, it must have something to do with your level or something like that. What, what level did so. you make in the make it to in the regular whatever you call it? I think I'm at seventh. Oh, OK, seventh star. Yeah, 10. yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a ways away from eight. I'm an eight, and I've been at eight for a while. I saw most people like completing the Pokedex with le- at level eight because I think it takes a lot to get to nine, and I and I've seen people like beating the whole game completely and never getting to ten or getting to the. I actually saw some people posting that they couldn't figure out how to get to ten because they had already done everything that you could do for points, and it's like I don't know what to do <laughs> to get to get enough points to get to yeah. ten. So. Maybe it'll be like a DLC or something. Add more stuff, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this game's fun and it just the 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 level of quality of life improvements other over other Pokemon games, like it's all been talked about at this point, but yeah. Can't stress it enough just how much fun and fluid this game is and the graphics don't matter. You'll forget about the graphics so quick. It looks great. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. I'm not I'm not a graphics person though, so I don't care. Obviously, we've been doing a Nintendo show for like seven years or something here. I obviously yeah. don't care about graphics. I was just talking earlier about playing Metroid Prime Hunters on my TV, so you know it obviously doesn't bother me. I haven't <laughs> caught any shinies yet. I thought I did. Oh, none. Isn't no. there one? I thought there was one you get like in the story. I thought I thought you got one on. I don't know how you know if it's a shiny. Does it tell you on the Pokedex? Because I haven't seen anything that it'll. Yeah, it'll show you on the Pokedex, and also it's a different color. It's a different color than the regular Pokemon oh. would be. Well, anyway, I thought I caught a shiny, but it didn't say anything special about it. And then I'm trying to remember which Pokemon it was, but I, I took a little video of it, and then I actually went through my Pokedex, and, I, and it nothing stood out. But the Pokemon I had caught, that was the first one of that type I had caught. And it has, it, it's not a Charmander, but it's a similar Pokemon that has, like, flame at the end of its tail. I can't remember which Chimchar? One. Yeah, Chimchar. It's Chimchar. I love Chimchar. And when it was running away, it looked like it was sparkling, but I think it was just the tail. Oh yeah, no. Uh, the the yeah, the shinies are just different colors, and and on and on the Pokemon on the Pokedex, it'll have little stars next to it, next to the name. But I've definitely not caught a shiny, which is sad to me. I caught two. That's the most shinies I've ever gotten ever. So it's good. It's good for me. I do remember I was I caught a level seventy seven Alpha Pokemon way too early. I don't know why they let me catch it, and it, I mean it listened to me because I had a high enough star ranking, but I was just. For for a couple hours there, I was just like tearing through everything because I just had this. What one is it? I can't remember. It's it's like a demon type. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. But I used him a lot, and uh, yeah, he was like fifteen levels above my highest level Pokemon when I caught him, and I caught him my first try. Like I t- I battled him, but first Pokeball I threw at him. I'm just like, holy shit! I have this like crazy high level Pokemon now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I can actually use it. It'll I, let me use it. I don't know if I ever know- mentioned it on the past couple episodes, but Whiscash. Do you have a Whiscash? Oh, I love Whiscash. Whiscash is bet. It's like one of the best Pokemon ever, and I never. I've had really- I've had Whiscash <laughs> in my party for longer than any other Pokemon. I, I have. I kept, I, yeah. Once I caught Whiscash, I kept him. I have. I have an Alpha Whiscash, and like. Wow. It it has a it's it's amazing. It has like 
where it has like a psychic move and like a fighting move and like a rock move and a water move. Like it has yeah. like, it is like has this great variety of different moves that you can do on different things. And I feel like almost every Pokemon I run into that like that, that where not, where none of my other Pokemon have weaknesses to it. Like a Whizcast always, always can knock mm-hmm. them out. And I've kept Whizcast through the whole thing. And I never even remembered what Whizcast was. But now I'm like, this one's awesome. So it's, it's yeah, been, I love Wizcash. It's been great. I yeah. caught Wizcash in a cave. He was trying to attack me from underwater. He was just in a little cave pool. And I caught him and I added him to my party just to test him out. And he has not left my party since then. So nice. I love Wizcash. He's an actual original regular one that I caught and that I've leveled up and put a lot of grit into. Changed his moves to the ones I like the best. Sure. I ended up catching another Wizcash yesterday that's, you know, initially a higher level one, but. I don't know. I don't care to have two in my party. I, I only switch them out if I get an alpha version. I'm trying to find alpha Magikarp because I only found it once, and then now I keep thinking I'm going back to where it was, and I can't find it. Oh, I, I have an alpha Gyarados, but I didn't. But I didn't like. Evolve I think I have an alpha a, Gyarados, but I didn't evolve it into. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, alpha Magikarp isn't going to do anything for you because it's just going to splash a lot. It's just I want to have all the weird alphas that make no sense like i i really love when they're yeah it's like the magikarp or just the little tiny like the little the, like the, the original you know whatever the first evolution or before the first evolution those alphas are hilarious because they're still tiny but they've got the red eyes yeah it's also cool if you get those when they evolve they stay alpha so oh do they? you can keep evolving yeah because i what was it i got an alpha i got an alpha alicus what was it um i got an alpha cadabra and then I evolved it into an Alakazam, and it's an Alpha Alakazam. So it car- it carries on. Like if like if you evolve and they stay Alpha, so that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty much been me this week. I can't wait for the future of this particular branch of Pokemon. I think they're going to make more of them. They I'm, would have to. I, they they got to be selling a shit ton of these. I'm predicting DLC. I mean, I've said that before, but I think there's going to be DLC like along the same lines of what we got for Sword and Shield. You know, like, I think it'll be remade someday. Some extra areas with better <coughs> textures or whatever and they'll make a big deal out of it so a bunch of that one too oh one thing i wanted to say i really like uh when you're fighting an alpha and they knock down one of your pokemon or you call one of your pokemon back and it goes to the selection screen and you know everything it just kind of like turns opaque but you can see the you can see this the game screen behind it paused and those the red eyes of the pokemon are always like <laughs> it looks really yeah. cool. no matter which pokemon it is they're always like looking at you and you can see it in the background as you're choosing your next fighter i thought that was really cool they, they kind of do a similar thing like monster hunter also like when you run into an alpha it like does where it like roars at you and it'll knock you down like if you're if you're mm-hmm. close enough that's totally a monster hunter thing too like how the monster will, will roar at you and you can like you like cower in front of it i think once it i really really was into the 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 routine of playing the shit out of this game i i, I felt very monster hunter about it it's got a lot of similarities yeah well minus like the action combat and the multiplayer yeah. and all that stuff but i do i do really want to get post credits because like like i said the story kind of bores me and i want to go back to just collecting pokemon and doing and doing the side missions and the and filling the pokedex and all that that was when i was having the most fun with it so yeah you know and and, and like finding little pockets of the air of the of the game that had that you know like when i found that area with all the chimchars like i, I thought that was amazing because you know chimchar is the starter in uh in like diamond and pearl so i thought that was really cool to just find us find a starter and i didn't have any i didn't really have any good flame pokemon so i was like oh cool i got a, I got a cool fire one and then i got a alpha like um whatever whatever the final one is i forget what it's called the fire ape or whatever whatever the fuck it is infernape 
Infernape, yeah, yeah. I have an alpha for Infernape, and I just got that one yesterday. And I got and I got a Pika, or I got a I got a Pichu, and like evolved it to a Pikachu and to a Raichu, and then I found a, an alpha Raichu after that. So now I have an alpha Raichu also. So it's like I would basically use I would like you know start off and I did an Abra to Kadabra and Alakazam, but then until I find an alpha version of that, and then I'll I'll flip, flip them out because it doesn't really matter whether you built it up or not, because now you don't lose moves, which is great. You can still put those old moves mm-hmm. in there. And yeah, it's cool. I, I really want to get through the end of the game. So I can, like I said, so I can go back to the fun stuff. Cause you're close. This, Cause the story is kind of like, I'm like, I don't care. The only like, thing that you I, know. you know, I'm going to stand by saying that I think the boss battles in this are stupid. And I don't mean like the actual Pokemon fights, but yeah, just the whole action combat thing i think i think they're gonna do best I, those sections yeah. i think they're gonna do away with that in the next game it feels I, I tacked on yeah. yeah it doesn't it I, doesn't fit I, I don't know why i don't see them keeping that in there i would like to see i forgot to mention this just because our pokemon ones have gotten so long and sorry john we won't do it for too much longer i know it's uh <laughs> it's a uh, you know it's a great game. I like this game. Okay, you have your fun talking about Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what I want to see in the next Pokemon Legends game is I want like a post-apocalyptic Pokemon where like all the Pokemon that we know of are dead. They're all dead. And everything out there are brand new Pokemon that you've never seen before. Like kind of like they did with Black and White where they knocked out all, where they're like no new ones. We're like no old ones. We're doing all new ones. Like I want to, I want to see something like that. I want to see like kind of a more Breath of the Wild thing where like, I don't know, some some crazy legendary Pokemon like wiped out the rest of the Pokemon and, and all we can see are the are the new ones and they just do like a whole new brand brand new slate of like hundred and fifty brand new ones, like that'd be great. Maybe all the old Pokemon disappeared and it's kind of assumed that they're dead, but they like went to another dimension or something and you gotta basically rescue all of them. I mean you could do a thing at the end like like black and white did where like after mm-hmm. you hit the credits you can start finding older ones, but I just like the I like I just like the idea so much of like a whole new like, like a complete clean slate of Pokemon where it's like we're starting from you know we're just going to remake everything and we're going to have a fucking trash Pokemon and we're going to have a chandelier Pokemon and it's going to be great. <laughs> like I, I love the weird ass Pokemon in that game. And we have like a ice cream cone that's a Pokemon also. Like that was the one where they started getting weird. I want to I want to see that again. But no, I'm, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I mean, I, I think I'm at like 60 hours on mine, so I mean, I definitely put a lot of time into it. But I want to get. I want to get back to the, you know, the the like fun, like you know, podcast drunk game where you can just like not really care that much about the story and just go and just do the Pokemon There's, and all that. I played so much of it at times that I just kind of blinked out. Like I don't you can really lose yourself in certain it. sections yeah. of the story. And I remember going back to places I'd been before and being like, I don't remember there being like a town here. <laughs> there's only one town, but there's like a couple other towns in the game. Yeah, there's a little, there's a couple spots in, in there. So I, I should. That's yeah. pretty much yeah. it this week that I've played. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you talk about what you've been doing, John, and then we'll take a break and get to the Switch Sports stuff. Sure. Well, I resolved my video capture problem. There you go. Woohoo. All right. So um, I called Nintendo, and the problem was due to an undiscovered bug with my memory card. So, it was specific to that memory card. So I tested another card and the video capture worked on that card. This is all on the call. He was kind of suggested I tried another card and I forgot that I even had one. So the solution was that I reformatted the card and I re-downloaded everything. And I spent like two days doing that. Um, That's that. So now I have video capture again. I I guess I was going to say, I guess you don't have to worry about losing your videos on there because you can never 
record them to begin with. So if you like reformat the card, you don't have to worry about losing video videos off the card, right? Well, yeah, it was all, it was all, the problem was that it was, it was all saving to the system unbeknownst to me, even, even though I had selected on the menu, save to card. And so this was just a, a bug that I guess I I discovered and he did, the guy on the phone didn't know about it. And he said he was going to report it to the higher ups and all that. But, but you don't have to necessarily worry about losing anything on your card other than the games that are downloaded on there. But that's, I mean, you can do, there's, there's no change. Like it's not, you're like, you're losing saves or losing videos that you made because yeah, all, you know, all my saves them were on, were on there. All, yeah. all the videos were saving onto the system. Yeah. So it was no big deal to just wipe the card and download everything again. So I, I feel good because now I can play Mario maker and not feel like every time something cool happens, it's like, Oh, I couldn't save that. So yeah, that's great. Um, I picked up Okami and it's about damn time. Yeah. I've been trying to like, I, I was trying to suggest that you get that, but I figured you just weren't interested. I'm like, it's a Zelda game, man. And they sell it for like $10. Like it's really cheap and it's a beautiful, beautiful game. Well, what's cool is I got the Wii version. Ah, <laughs> For the yeah, same was, for the same price as the Switch version, pretty much. well. It's on I sale. Yeah. It's on sale all the time. Yeah, I was walking home uh, the other day and uh, walked past the GameStop, went in, to see what was there, and yeah, there was Okami on the shelf, and we all know there are two versions. Of it's, this the, it's the IGN week. one, right? This is the IGN one. That's what pushed it over the edge to me. Like, there's the IGN logo, and it's right by his mouth too. It's like there's the wolf. He's got his mouth open. Like he's in a fight or something, but then right by his mouth it says IGN. So it's like yeah. he's saying IGN. Yeah, it's a. I, I never saw the other version that that fixed that, but that, I have that one too. I mean, if you remember, the whole reason that that happened was because the studios closed down, and they had like they oh, didn't right. they didn't have any pictures of the game when they wanted to re re release it on Wii U. So they used pictures from IGN, which had the watermark on it, and that was why. That was why that happened right. because Clover Studios had already closed down by this time. So I thought that was an interesting story in, involving that as to why. Right. So all these that's why that versions happened. of uh, Okami are out there with an IGN watermark on there. It's just so funny still all these years later. Oh, yeah. And also, you know what? I did mention this long, 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 long time ago, like at the very beginning of Nintendo Main. But, you know, I actually sent in to Capcom and they sent me different covers for the game. Oh, because, right. Because you could actually send in. And I do have those somewhere, like ones that don't have the watermark on them and on that. And I think that's what actually happened was you could like write into them or email them or whatever, and they'll send you like new covers. And I, and I just was looking through my stuff and I just found a a random envelope that said Capcom on it and I never opened it. I mm. opened it. It was all these like nice, fresh Okami covers <laughs> that I had forgot that I ordered. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, they're there. And they all had the IGN watermark on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just bigger this time. Now they're just pictures of IGN. Like Amaterasu isn't even there. I also went into a five below, which was uh, just a few stores down from that. You know, sometimes they have video game stuff there. They didn't have too many games, nothing I was interested in anyway, but they did have this Game Boy candy. So it was a nice little Game Boy tin. I've seen those. Buttons even like raised out and everything. And then inside you've got D-pad candy. Little D-pads there. Yeah. They're little pink uh, chewable D-pads. Yeah. Yeah, They're like sweet tarts and they're grape flavored. And yes, I'm going to eat one right now on the show. Oh, great. So what are you going to keep in that after all the candy's gone? I don't know. Game Boy cartridge? No, they're probably too big. You could probably put like two in there. You put some switch cartridges in here. You could do that. You could put more of those in there. 
They would kind of rattle around, though, and make me nervous. Uh, I downloaded Crunchyroll, which was released last week on Switch. I did, too. I haven't, ha- haven't used it yet, but I tr- but I just kind of looked around in there, see what was in there. Yeah, I was poking around. Um, I also watched Shenmue again this week. I didn't watch that on, on the Switch, but uh, I was poking around watching uh, some other stuff on there. I found a, a pretty funny live-action show on there, which is about... I forget what the title is. It's like some long long title uh but essentially it was about if you are a virgin when you turn 30 you become a wizard <laughs> um, <laughs> like that was the that that was the, the the gist of the title like if you're a virgin when you're 30 you turn into a wizard i'm like i gotta watch that show mm. so it was pretty funny um i'm looking forward to checking out crunchy roll more on the switch and, and off the switch and, um getting back into that other show that i watched this week i watched the cuphead show anybody watch that Nope, I have not. I've not watched anything really. Like I said, we're out of out of town for a while, so have not. And I just, I'm not. I'm just. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about Cuphead. So it's that's that's my thoughts on that. Well, um, I watched it. That was what I was referring to with my opening quote there. That's the quote from the theme song, and I think it's really good. It's really. I might even say it's great. Like one thing that I really appreciate about it is you know these days, like I'm either watching something that is highly serialized and you got to pay real attention to it or i'm watching and it and those shows are like great quality uh, or i'm watching like youtube clips which are a varying quality you know all that stuff that are but they're really short and this is something that is non-serialized each episode is 15 minutes and they're very very high quality like i think i made some comment about in previous episodes about i thought oh it didn't quite look like the game i wish they you know scratched it up make it made it look more old-timey the actual show looks good. It looks very, very much like the cartoon. Perhaps a little bit, a little bit cleaner, a little bit shinier, but a little bit more modern. But I think in the end, that that's okay because the the show is just very well written, very funny. There's like the game. There's something going on in every corner of the frame. I I think this show is one that's going to get some Emmys, going to get some nominations for best animated program. Um, it just really is that good. Um, and. If you've played through the game, you're going to see a bunch of references to it, a bunch of characters that you've seen uh, make appearances throughout. And they flesh out the characters a little bit here and there. Uh, but it, it's really what I'd say what's the best part about it is that it's just something you can put on and you don't have to like commit to it. They're, they're just, they did exactly what the old cartoons did, which was this is just something you're going to watch for 15 minutes and you're going to be entertained. And then you're going to go about your day. So I really liked it. Um, that also inspired me to play the game. So I've been playing that a little bit again this week. And the last thing is I started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. So I got an invite from my uh, from my brother-in-law, who's been playing it for years. And uh, he and his friends were starting up a new game. And he said, you know, why don't I come give it a try? So I thought, yeah, I'd like to give it a try. I even said on the show previously, if I had a chance, I would give it a try. And so we had what they called a zero session, which was basically we just come up with sort of the the background. So um, we do have uh, the dungeon master, Ken. He has laid out all kinds of plans. He has a whole world that he's built. He has a, a small a book that he's written with all the lore and everything. So I'm reading that. And, but during the zero session, we all came up with our characters and we came up with our quest. So. Our quest is we are a, a band of musicians who has escaped from prison 
to find the greatest song in the world. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool mission. So you're all bards. You're going to get killed. <laughs> none of you is going to be able to. bards use uh, say, magic? None of you are going to be able to fight anybody. <laughs> I bards, bards can, can use, use magic. magic. In my experience, mo- most Dungeons and Dragons, it takes a long time to get magic that's actually usable. Or, well, you can use it, or you can only. A lot of times you can. Can't use it as often as you would hope. It's not like Final Fantasy. It's not like where you can cast like fire like multiple times or anything like that. You can throw like one magic missile and that's it for for the next like week or whatever. I'm the only bard in the group, but everybody there's like a. I'm obviously still learning about it, so you know, bard is like your your class, but you can have other traits, and, and one of the other traits is entertainer. So I guess everybody else has picked entertainer as a trait, and that's another part of the band. I got my character sheet here. So I'm actually, for my race, I'm a Goliath. So I'm a Goliath bard. And I thought it was a pretty cool combination. And I thought, what, what what instrument would a Goliath play? Probably a drum. Yeah. Like a big brutish instrument. I was so from play that, in a like a stand-up bass, like a regular bass. Because it's so that's tiny to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my ukulele. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so being that I'm a, I'm a Goliath drummer, my name that I came up with is Max Boom Boom the second. <laughs> so that's my name, Max Boom Boom. Did you did you draw a picture of yourself, like of your character? No, not yet. I gotta probably do something like that this week before our next session. But it's a bit like Max Headroom. <laughs> Max Boom Boom. Like Max yeah. Headroom. I'd be interested to see like what you like what you draw. Yeah. So that's my sheet there. Oh, cool. All my stats, and we used a program. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of something called uh, Roll Twenty. It's a website. But it's essentially, I guess it's the hub for online tabletop gaming. Um, and you, you know, you log in and you can make all your stats through there. It asks you a bunch of questions. You know, do you want to be this, that, whatever. And it spits out that, that fact sheet that I just showed you guys. So it's pretty cool. It's a free thing you can sign up for. And it, has, it also has like video chat and everything. So it's pretty in-depth. Are you guys doing it in person? Uh, I'm hanging out at my brother-in-law's house and then. Ken is in North Carolina, and then okay. the other two guys are elsewhere. I'm not sure where they are. So yeah, you're zooming it. That, I mean, that's are uh, you uh, are you just doing it for fun to hang out, or are you doing like because I know a lot of people use that as content now, like record it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we haven't talked about recording it or anything. Um, so I, I'm we're just doing it for fun to hang out. Um, you know, this is I, I just wanted to explore it because I've always heard it. It was pretty fun and. Um, so I'm giving it a shot, and who knows? Maybe this will lend me a new understanding of RPGs. Maybe oh, yeah, start you're going back to the beginning. RPG. Stat, yeah. stat it's building, also yeah. fun to do with your like, you know, younger niece nephew kind of kids. Eventually, I know my niece mm-hmm. nephews are really into D and D. I've never played it with them, but they've got characters and stuff. Kids love it. It's. I mean, it's like yeah, a, my- it, it's a. I mean, you know, back in the day it got looked down on because you know churches just love to hate everything that's popular probably because they hate everything that's more popular than them which is mostly everything but uh but yeah yeah it was always like you know like call it like you know whatever demon worshiping like whatever bullshit you know but it's really but when you look when you look look at it like it's pretty it's really it's like an exercise in being creative and creativity and all that right and creating a character and creating worlds and all that and i think it's actually kind of a good good thing to do it feels like it's so far it's a less yeah it's like it's a much less annoying uh improv depending on who you're (laughs) ad and ding with but uh yeah no i mean we actually i forgot we did actually play a couple weeks with uh with Jess and, and their theater group, 
we we played and uh yeah it we 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 did a couple times and it ended up like everybody ran out of time and we couldn't keep doing it but we did do like three play sessions and it was kind of fun for cuz I cuz I hadn't done it since high school you know so it was cool to get back into it and I did another role playing thing with another friend and in high school mostly I did Star Wars role playing which is pretty much the same as day and D&D That's all but, I've with, ever done. but with Star Wars characters and all that stuff which which I got really into that but um yeah it's cool I mean it's it's just like people hanging out and playing make believe you know it's like it's like adult make believe like I don't never understood that why I guess they're bad rap. Whatever. And the more creative, the better, because, you know, you use really unconventional ways to, to solve problems and it's more fun that way. Like I remember when I played, we had to, it was one of the huts. What uh, we were trying to impress them so that we could like, get through somewhere. I don't know. And uh, the, the hut liked to collect uh, rare animals. He had like a menagerie or whatever. So we were supposed to go get this dragon egg for a particular kind of dragon or some sort of, creature so we had to go to this planet and the dragons protecting the egg and the way we ended up figuring out how to like distract the dragon so we could steal the egg was we used the force to make a dead body like move around like <laughs> weekend at bernie style yeah. and <laughs> like it distracted yeah. the dragon yeah and, and like we actually turned on yakety sacks the song yakety sacks that old, old school one where they're always running through the different doors that plays that <laughs> that one song no, I must talk about, yeah and we yeah, we played that, and we were kind of imagining the dragon like chasing this dead body everywhere while we're stealing its egg. But I just thought that was we're, we're just like laughing like till tears are rolling down our face. Like mm-hmm. it's just so so dark, but so hilarious how we how we solve that problem. Yeah, it can be fun if you have, if you have a good game master. So and the one that's not mean. Like the first time I played D anD D, pretty much everybody was killed because our game master was mean. I've heard about that. We're like he wanted to kill. He wanted like to kill. Really he wanted to kill all of us. Kill everyone. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted to kill all of us, and we did all die. And I'm like, this is fun. I'm going back to Star Wars. You're mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, ho- hopefully you enjoy it. It's a. I think I think it's a cool thing, especially like you know from a writer standpoint, you should have fun with it. Like I was, I was so into it that I wrote like a. I don't know. I wrote like a mini, like like a mini story about one of my Star Wars characters in high school. Because I wanted him to have a, a stormtrooper blaster because I thought stormtrooper blasters were really cool. So I wrote this whole story about how he was like a slave to the Empire and how he got out and the first then how he stole his first uh, stormtrooper blaster and all that stuff. And you know they they allowed it. I I also wrote a whole story about a knight who was actually a knight from the uh, Chrono Trigger universe and how he found his way into Star Wars because I was obsessed with Chrono Trigger that I wanted a Chrono Trigger character to be in our role playing and. Uh, I, I did it. I had a, I have a knight from Chrono Trigger that was in our Star Wars role playing. So, you know, really you can do what you can do anything if you, you know, if you put your mind to it, even though they would never let him use lightsabers because he was too primitive to have to use that sort of thing. But that it was fun. You know, I was playing Chrono Trigger at the time and I was like, this game is great. I want a Chrono Trigger character in my Star Wars world. So I wrote a whole story about how he somehow went through a portal and ended up in Star Wars and all that, you know, <laughs> <coughs> So it was cool, but yeah, that's that's that, right? That's that. Well, why don't we why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and talk about Switch Sports and other news. So don't shut us off in the meantime, Nintendo.
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! back and uh we'll be super super secretive about uh nintendo switch sports or yeah nintendo switch sports so for some reason this was kind of i I guess i saw this on twitter i'm sure you did too jeremy but they were saying that like you were you could play the game but you were not supposed to talk about it and i don't know yeah there is like a total like embargo on anything because uh because I recorded, you know, I, I like got I got a strike in the game in the in the bowling game, and I recorded it with the thirty second, you know, record, and it let me record it, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, I'll, that's kind of weird. I'm, I'm like, I'll put it up on yeah. Twitter. I'll say a little thing about it, you know. And then I tried to post it, and they're like, you can't post any of this. So you can record stuff, but you can't post anything. Like it's it, a bit it, like uh, God putting the fruit in the garden and being like, don't eat that. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you can ha- you can take video, but don't share it. I mean, people are obviously going to talk about it anyway. Like, it's like our, I guess, like maybe the bigger sites are going to like not talk. It, it seems so weird. Like, why would you, why would you put out like a test drive like this and not want people to say anything about it? it doesn't make any sense. I think because it's it being a, a, a test drive, you know, the performance is going to vary. And that's, that's the point of it. It's not really, it's the, the advertising or whatever previewing it is sort of secondary to the effect of they want to test the, the servers. So, they don't want people posting stuff. Everybody says, oh, that game is jittery. That game looks bad. Well, the point of it is to test it, you know? They never said that about any of their other games that they did this with, though. Like, they never said that about the global test fire stuff for Splatoon 2 or or Mario Tennis, Aces, or, like, any of these other games that they have done this for, and mm-hmm. they've done this multiple times. It's just kind of weird that this one was the one that was like, oh, don't post about it. Even though you Maybe know, they'll just do that from now on. Unless they really want you to post about it, because a million people already posted about it. 
<laughs> I mean, maybe they, you know, it's like a, it was like the early leaks of Arceus where people were like, I watched somebody pretty much beat the game on Twitch like a week before the game was even out, which I mm-hmm. realize now because I still haven't gotten to that part that I saw on the Twitch stream <laughs> that I watched. So it was <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's dumb. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's warnings always when there's a demo that says this isn't the complete version. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be different when the actual thing comes out. So. So whatever, but when I was uh, when I was at Jess's brother's house, we we did get to play a little bit. I, I played with her brother and his wife and and Jess, and we did we did all play for like forty five minutes. And right off the top, I was pretty pissed off that it was random that you can automatically pick pick the sport that you got to play because I was like, I want to play bowling, and it's like everything was grayed out. Like you could the only thing you could select is random. You can pick a character for yourself, but it's just that's random. Also, you can't really change anything. I'm still really interested about what they're going to do with that because in the in the direct, it showed me heads, but it showed me heads on those new bodies, like on the avatar yeah. bodies. So they don't look like the me's they did before, like minus minus the legs and the arms or whatever, you know. So, and also you can be a squirrel. I saw that came explained, like mm-hmm. kind of dug through the website and found there's a squirrel character on there. So I guess you can be animal characters also. So I'm guessing you can design your whatever the avatar people are, but you can also like make a me and put that on avatar's body. I don't, I don't know. But I, after finally, you know, after playing like Chanbara, like way too many fucking times, which I'm really not a fan of Chanbara. I don't know. It's, it was just me swinging my arms to try to get to bowling. Like, so that's basically what it was for me. It was just this, just moving my arms back and forth until I beat the thing to go to the next thing. Cause I don't care about Chanbara. And that was uh, pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, that, the sword controls work well. I thought the motion controls really work. Well, it's probably the best well, motion I've experienced on the Switch. See, I, I, I'm on the other side of that. I thought it worked just as well as any other motion control thing I've done on the Switch. Because I had to, you, you press the up, the up uh, control thing to recenter your Switch Wiimote, mm-hmm. and I had to, or Joy-Con, and I had to do that constantly in Chambara. Like, it only took like a matter of seconds before it was off for me. So that was like really annoying to me. And that's, and I've had to do that in every single other Switch motion control game that's that's on the system. Because it doesn't work as well as it ever did for motion plus or aiming and all that, so that was that was a bummer to me. But when I when I finally got to, when I finally got to bowling, I was like, okay, I, I was mad that bowling isn't like the original one that you can't release the button. Yeah. I don't understand why that has oh, to be. Yeah, that screwed me up because I yeah. I played the first couple of games there not knowing that you know I, I was releasing the button naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm used to it. Everybody was like and we the- we were all trying it and we were all like, what the fuck? Why isn't it working? And and it and it kept like airing me, and then and you had a time limit, and if you didn't get it at a certain time, you like wouldn't make the points, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't make the next thing, like because it was an online mode where like yeah. you would do like three frames at a time, and you had to hit a certain, you had to like score high enough to go on to the next round to play through a whole game. So we never made it through a whole game. Like just made it into the middle one, but I saw I saw that yeah. you that you made it all the way through eventually. But yeah, I got first place. I got two oh five. That was a that was a pretty good score. I was happy with it. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's a great. Time they played lost. I mean, breaking breaking two hundred is nothing to sneeze at. I don't think. Yeah, I figured out the trick for me was to hold the Wii remote, to Wii remote, the the, the Joy-Con, yeah, Joy-Con level to the ground as I was swinging. So I was just holding that Joy-Con level, and uh, uh, yeah, that seemed to work for me. Um, and I also aimed it a little bit to the left to compensate for my swing. Um, and I ended up getting four strikes in a row, four strikes in a row once I realized that uh, that, that was the trick. Um, what did you think about tennis? I like tennis a lot too. I thought that was fun. I mean, it just felt like the other tennis, I guess. I mean, it's just you just moving your hand, like it doesn't have to be yeah. like one to one like Chanbara. So 
I don't know. It's just I'm like, oh, this feels like the other tennis, I guess. And we yeah, played, I was able to put some spin on my shots and twist my wrists and all that stuff. Like we we played two player. Like we we did like doubles. So we played two player against the computer. So that was kind of cool, you know. I like the whole online thing. I'm no, I didn't play the Wii U ones. How was the online component of that? Because for me, the jump from I don't know Wii with no online to this being online is like wow, this is great. I don't know if there was one. I don't think there really was an online component on the Wii U one. Maybe you could play with friends, but we never did it. Hmm. We we just played, you know, it was just another Wii. It was just because I just got a Wii U and I was like, let's play Wii Sports on that. So we did. And I and, and we played golf. And the weird thing about golf is you would use the Wii, the Wii boat, like the Wii controller in it. And you would put, the, you'd mm-hmm. put it on the ground and it would show on the screen a, a ball. Mm-hmm. And you would like move the Wii mode above that. And it would kind of show like your club, like go and hit the ball. It was... It always made me so nervous because I was afraid somebody was going to step on the controller and break it. You know, I didn't like, yeah. I didn't like putting it on the floor like that. You know, it's like brand I was like, new I fancy screen you just bought. Put it on the floor by your feet. Yeah, yeah I was like, I don't like that. Like, especially if you're playing, you know, you, like a lot of Wii sports. Yeah, you have some drinks. You know, you're having a good time, and next thing you know, somebody's somebody breaks your your your, your Wii U controller. You know, because you step on it because it's on the floor. Like it's, I don't think I even put it on the floor. I think I think I think I put it on like the coffee table. And we did it like that because I just, I was, I like just got the thing and I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to break this. Like I just, I just bought it and this is just makes me way too nervous. Like I don't like putting controllers on the floor like that, like especially one that has a big screen on it, you know? So, so that was a weird thing about it. But yeah, no, I I mean, online mode is definitely welcome. I'm sure that's a welcome thing for you as well, John, because you play so much. Yeah, it was really cool, Uh, especially with bowling because we were playing in 16 person tournaments and you know, bowling was always fun on on the Wii, but it felt a little bit without consequence. It's not like you're, you know, trying to go through the league or whatever. You know, it was a simple bowling game. And this, it felt like, oh, I'm actually competing competing against all these other people. And it did well to hurry the game along. Like, you know, you had ten seconds to to shoot the shot before it would move on without you. And so it just felt like it was fast paced, even though there's so many people. And it felt like all, all the more rewarding when you got uh, a good score because you're competing against all these people. And uh, I'm I'm just really looking forward to seeing what the finished package is like as far as the online component. Like they have the whole the arena that you're at, Spaco Stadium. So that's like the new like Woohoo Island, right? That that's kind of right. feels it kind of got that feeling from it for me. Yeah, and I'm disappointed that they didn't continue with Woohoo Island because I remember specifically back in the day when they introduced that location they made a big deal about oh this is going to be a location that's going to be you know you'll see it later on in other games and i mean you did like the location is a character itself and i mean you did it was in i mean it was in pilot wings it was in the pilot wings pilot wings game on 3ds was True. all in woohoo island and mm-hmm. woohoo island was a couple of races in the mario kart 3d 3ds game also mario kart 7 had woohoo island courses so i mean you yeah. did see it in a couple games and it was in we it was in the Wii U the was in the Wii Fit games. We Woohoo Island was in there as well. So, I mean, I bet, about between like Wii Sports Resort, uh, you know, Wii Fit and Mario Kart and uh, Pilot Wings, that's four games that have Woohoo Island in. At least I'm sure I'm forgetting some other ones as well. But maybe Spaco Stadium is on Woohoo Island. That could be. I don't know. So I mean, but I, I like the idea. I mean, if there's going to be some Mario Kart Eight levels later that are in Spaco Stadium, cool. Like I really like those Woohoo Island levels in the on the 3DS game. I thought they were really cool. Mm-hmm. I liked them because you know because they're like 
you know, they're like cruising blast. Like it's, it's all one track. Like it's all one lap, yep. you know, where you start at the top of the mountain and you end at the bottom. It's kind of like the Wario, you know, like the Wario mountain level, which I always thought was really cool. I, I like those, I like those things where it's like, there's three parts to it and they're different and it's not like, you know, it's not like multiple tracks. So, so I mean, I, I thought they were really cool. I thought they were both really fun to race on. So I can't wait to play them again on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe whenever they get added on there. But, but yeah. I want to know, know what does Spaco mean? Why Spaco? I don't know. It's probably like a Japanese thing or something, right? I would think. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like Sports Coliseum or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, overall, my impression is this made me all the more excited to actually get the game. Um, it's it's Wii Sports made into a modern game. It's exactly what I wanted. It's not complicated. It's easy to get into, easy to play. I think the motion controls work really well so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy it for sure. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's only it's only going to be forty bucks when it comes out. So I mean, I'll I'll sure I'll check it out in the end. I just it's kind of it's so familiar to me just because I've played Wii Sports Resort, like whatever club, you know, all the different versions of it. That I was like, uh, I was like, okay, yeah, here's the demo version. But I want, but like, what else do you got for me? It's like I want to know like what the end product is and like what all the extra options are. Mm-hmm. And if there is a decent multiplayer mode, like online multiplayer, you know, especially in the time of the never ending COVID and all that, that's probably good because you have better chance of doing that than having multiple people in your apartment, even though I didn't really like bowling at the same time, but I guess that's a new thing, you know, like same with like golf, like they do where you golf at the same time. I just, I like the, I like alternating, you know, and like, and all that stuff, but you're kind of forced to play it a certain way. So, yeah. so that was that, but it, I didn't feel like I had enough time to figure out how to play it right. So I never really played very good on it. And, there was just too much stuff happening that we couldn't do. Couldn't do the other ones, but yeah, it's weird that it's like here's here's the thing, and and we gotta wait. We gotta wait a while till till it actually comes out. April what? Uh, it's like I thought it was the beginning of April. This is when it was when it was coming out, like the first like the first week of April. I'm just sad I couldn't try it. I would have had to stay up until five or get up at five, which that's not happening. I I, I almost did that. I thought about setting an alarm for five too. Well, I mean, we were at a hotel in the in Tennessee, so I would have to like get up and do it and then go back to bed and i was so exhausted that i just i just didn't want to do that i just i just didn't have it in me i couldn't, I couldn't do it what what do you think jeremy from what you've heard us say about the game <sighs> i mean i wish it just felt like we the wii version but obviously they can't do that because the technology is not the same mm. honestly wii sports all i ever really cared about on that was bowling and i guess golf sometimes yeah but i mean bowling was the best game on there hands down yeah but so the idea of having that version of bowling with online multiplayer is very awesome but unfortunately it doesn't sound like that's the case so i'll wait for some reviews probably but ultimately if it's a good party game then i'm gonna want to have it especially with the online mode yeah and i imagine they'll do some sort of like monthly or weekly events and stuff on it so They'll probably add that sort of functionality that we haven't had before. I hope so. Oh, yeah. It's coming out at the end of April, so we have even more time to wait. It's coming out on the 29th of April for $39.99, so we got some time. You would think that they would try to do another one of these, or maybe they'll do a direct or something about it. I don't know. It felt so familiar that I don't feel like you really need to explain it. It's like, I know. Yeah, I know. But it also felt like... I don't know. Felt kind of late to the game. It's like maybe I don't care that much about Wii Sports anymore. I mean, it's been a long time, you know, since they. Uh, this definitely would have been it. better at the launch of the Switch. Yeah, or I mean, the launch window. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but they really, and I think this was part of what made the Switch successful is they really wanted to separate the Switch from Wii. True. Yep. 
even though they have one two switch, which is totally like a Wii style game, you know, but but they wanted to make they wanted to make it different. Like they didn't want it to have Wii Motes, they didn't want it to have Wii in it at all, you know, they kind of buried the Mies, you know, they're in there, but you wouldn't know wouldn't know it if you weren't looking for them, you know. But it's a, they they wanted to make it its own entity and that makes sense. And now and now that it's been successful for like five years now it's like, okay, now we can now we can finally bring the Wii sports to it or the Switch sports <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I think I'm gonna get this game digital which I don't like to do for the first party games, but just because they are like meant to be short and sweet. And, but you want it on there. Yeah. You don't want to flip. I want it on there. Yeah. I'll never play it if it's cartridge, but then I, so that's one change. And then I'm also going to have to, I think get a Joy-Con dock because my current location for my Joy-Con is buried deep in the drawer and with no batteries. So I just, I'm going to have to actually charge my Joy-Con and, I mean, we, yeah. we, I mean, when you put your switch on the dock, like you put it on there with your Joy Cons, also, right? On the side, of your I put switch. it on there with the NES controllers because I use those oh, more often. Okay, I can send, I can send you. Like, I have a, I have a pretty simple Joy Con charger that I use that you can actually hook up to the dock. Like, it has a USB plug. I can send you a link to it. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> simple. It's like a, it's like a four. You can hand, you can charge four of them on there, but you can also put a, put a. Uh, uh, a classic control or whatever you can put a pro controller on there as well and you can also charge your um 8-bit dough on there because it has a little oh, it has a c a us usb c plug that's like just pointing up and you can just flip your controller and stick it on there and it'll you can you can charge one of those and two joy cons or you can charge four joy cons at once and it's like color coded so it'll tell you whether it's charging or not like it'll change from red to green depending on whether it's charging that's cool. It's, it's pretty cool. It's like one I got, I don't know, like maybe like last year or the year before. And, and you can hook it, you can hook it right into your switch dock and it'll just charge from there. So I've, that thing's worked out really well for me. So if you need an extra charger, that's pretty, and I don't think it's, I think it's like 20 bucks or something. It's not. Okay. It's not, not bad. It's not an arm and a leg or anything. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just kind of like, I'll wait, I'll wait and see. I and mean, we've got a long time to wait. It's going to be almost May by the time it comes, comes out. It's like, yikes. Long time. We've already I done actually our found taxes. <laughs> yeah, and, unless they uh, unless they delay it again. When I was at five below, I found you'll see on the the document. Um, I found switch tennis rackets. I can't. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there is. Is there another tennis game on the switch that uses motion control? I mean, I mean Mario, Mario Tennis Aces does. There's motion control options on. That. Oh, okay, yeah, of yeah. course. I, I mean, thought about picking those up. And I, mean, I, wasn't you, quite convinced. I mean, you can play Mario Golf with motion control too. I just never did. Cause I don't want to, you know, I just, I just, I never tried it. Cause I just, I just don't want to do that. I want to play golf sitting down. I'm, I'm you know, I'm in my forties now. I don't want to stand up and play a game like that, especially with the <laughs> amount of time that we play, that we play Mario golf. I don't want to do it standing up, but that's funny that, yeah, you, you already found that. Cause we were just talking about, you know, different accessories and crap like that. And you already found them for less than five dollars five bucks yeah. i mean they're just plastic they don't connect to your joy cons or anything you know it's just an extra thing you know they actually have a lot of switch stuff at five below i've seen but it's all yeah cases and stuff it's not like there actually there might be some joy con type controllers but they're i think they're the kind that have to stay connected mm. yeah we, we we got another one of those because the other one that we had kind of broke so oh. so so just got the, the zelda one now so one of the one of one of the buttons like kind of got stuck to where you couldn't push it anymore. But those things are only twenty bucks, so it's not really it's not really that big a deal. That doesn't last that long. But uh, aside from Switch Sports, I think we can move on from there. Um, I guess we could talk about the stuff that were released this week. We already talked about Crunchyroll, uh, Monarch, 
which is like that um, strategy RPG game. I played a little bit of the demo. There's a demo in there. You can try that. That's coming out for fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, Puzzles and Dragons released this week for four dollars and thirty seven cents. Is Monarch the one that was developed by the by some people that have worked on Persona before? Yeah, Persona and Shin Megami Tensei okay. was the Monarch okay. one. Uh, it has a demo that carries into the game, so if anybody wants to try it, you get like a multiple hour demo in there. I tried it a little bit; it didn't really grab me, but I could always go back to it. But do you remember Puzzles and Dragons? Do you remember that game? Yeah, it was on three. It, there was a Mario version of it on 3DS, which I played. That was really cool. But it's kind of, kind of, sort of like Puzzle Quest, like that type of thing, where you, where you match like three stuff together to attack uh, different characters. And I remember you can like kind of Pokemon it, like you can catch like dragon eggs and stuff like that, and build your party. And it's a cool game. Like for four dollars, I almost got it because I'm like, oh well, I had a lot of fun with that on 3DS. And it was like, it was like a really popular mobile game in Japan. I mean, this is like years ago. I, I'd completely forgotten about it, but. Hmm. Now it's on Switch for like nothing, but it's 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 a cool it's a cool puzzle you know puzzle RPG type thing. Too bad they don't have the Mario version, but <laughs> whatever. Edge of Eternity, which is like a really cool looking turn based RPG, which is on the cloud, but it's I think it's a SquareSoft game. I actually was watching footage of it and I was like, damn, this game actually looks good. I thought about getting it, but I'm not really. I know John played so much cloud stuff, but hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the cloud stuff that much. It's a, <laughs> just just because it's hard to like, because sometimes I get distracted and I'll leave the game on. I want to go like make food and come back or whatever. And it'll throw me out of the game. So it's like, it really like interrupts my, I like the whole like pause at any time. And you can't really do that on the cloud because if it's on the menu for long enough for the, or, there, or you don't play it enough, it'll like kick you out and you got to start over. Don't they all have autosave though? I mean, Hitman has autosave. What about um, Guardians of the Galaxy? That's autosave. I think Guardians does too. And I do I do want to play more of that game because I did really like it when I, from what I played of it. But, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, w- I wish there was more. Uh, I mean, I, maybe Age of, Age of Eternity couldn't even make it if it, if it if it was native. But I like I like doing native native stuff. I like that it's not that ex- like if you're gonna take a chance on a cloud based game, at least it's not completely breaking the bank at twenty six ninety nine. Yeah, I think it's twenty nine ninety nine normally, and it's on sale right now for twenty six ninety nine. Yeah. But that's cool. And I think I thought it was releasing the same time as the other. I don't know, but you can get a demo, same thing of that. Try it out. You know, see how it runs on your system. That type of thing. But I think the big the big uh, release of this week is uh, Majora's Mask is coming out on this Friday. Checkers, which oh yeah, and, and checkers. I just put, I just put checkers. King th- me. I just put checkers down on there because I'm like, are there any other checkers games on Switch? I don't know. They need to make a yeah. They need to make another uh, Queen's Gambit, but call it the King's Gambit. It's about checkers. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I thought you were gonna say they need to make another clubhouse games with checkers in it this time. <laughs> and it's this guy who's always looking at the floor, and he sees like ways to beat. All, know, all he sees is di- all he sees is diagonal things. No, uh, Legends of Zelda, uh, the Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask comes out this Friday, which I don't know if you had. I sort of had a flashback with this. I'm sure you did too, Jeremy, because this Friday is also the release date of Elden Ring, and it yeah. kind it kind of reminded me of the original launch of Majora's Mask, where Majora's Mask came out on the same day that the PlayStation Two came out, and yep. this oh, was right. like the way they had to like com- combat the PlayStation 2. Once again, Nintendo against a much bigger thing, uh, Elden Ring. They're releasing which... Majora's Mask again, which I-, I think originally on the show, I I predicted that it was going to come out the 24th because all the other ones came on Thursdays. But this one, I was wrong because this one comes out on a Friday. 
the same day as Elden Ring. That's a pretty that's a pretty hard like uh, I don't know hard swipe at uh, PlayStation Five or Four there, but still you know got to give them something for trying, right? I mean, Majora's Mask is like the Dark Souls of Zelda games. So it's like the Dark Souls before Dark Souls, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's like twenty two years old. It came out in two thousand. So yeah. Wow. But you know what? I'm gonna play it anyway because I like that game. So I, I'll probably I'll probably do a stream if I'm. A, you I'll know, boot it up. I was planning on streaming it just because I love Majora's Mask and I'm I want to play through it all again because I love that game and I think it's great. And uh, once I'm telling you, once you put the bunny hood on, you never want to go back to Ocarina of Time ever because it will feel like the slowest ass slow game ever. Because you can run in Majora's Mask and that's a great thing. That that really that really did it for me. Bunny hood all the way actually makes you run fast so. Nice. What do we got in the news here that, that you want to talk about before we go? Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. Oh, actually, you know what? There, there were some, uh, there were some announcements that came from Capcom yeah. that we can talk about. Yeah, Capcom had a, had a big week, so not probably Nintendo, but they announced Street Fighter Six. Did you guys take a look at that? All I saw was like that really short, like that really short teaser that just showed like yeah. reused toes, and I'm like, okay, and he's he wearing had- sandals. And he's got a beard. Ryu's like Scandalous. as wide as like a tank. He's got a beard now. He's like old man Ryu. It's like yep. evil Ryu, but he's old now. <laughs> and he's know. been he's been going to the gym and eating a lot of chicken breast. I I, I hope it's better than uh, Street Fighter Five because that was a weird game. I don't know if, if anybody got to partake in Street Fighter Five, but Street Fighter Five wasn't even really a game. <laughs> you basically. It was the the definition of a game that's never over. Like you like you bought it and you got like two characters and they add and they would add more like over time. It was a fucking weird game. I ended up getting it for PS4 just because I really like Street Fighter, but man, five sucked. Like I couldn't. I was trying to do the single player and the and the like story mode is fucking bonkers, but it makes no sense. And like the and like the animation's weird and yeah, I and all the characters looked weird and I I just I did not like it. And I love Street Fighter. I never Fighter. played it, but I always liked the visuals. I thought the painterly style was cool. Well, that's Street Fighter 4. That's 4. Oh. I'm talking about 5. What? 5 is different. Oh, all right. Uh, 5, all the characters were designed weird. I, I, I don't know. I, I thought that Street Fighter 5 almost like almost buried the series because it was so... Because people really hated it to begin with. But, uh, I mean, they kept adding characters to it that I guess eventually it was it came around, but it had a really rough launch. I remember that. And it was just a weird game. Yeah, the graphics of four were cool. Like I, I like four and Ultra Four and all that stuff. But six, I mean, it'll it'll probably be a PlayStation exclusive, is what I'm guessing, because five was a PlayStation exclusive also. Mm. But hopefully, it's an actual game and not whatever the fuck five was. It's just some uh, game as a service that I don't know. Yeah, I, I couldn't get into it, and I'm and I'm a and I'm a big Street Fighter fan. So well, we're getting something else on Switch that you'll be getting into. We're getting Capcom Fighting Collection. This is cool. Um, yeah, I'm not even a big fighting game guy, and I, I want to get this. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this, too. I'm really excited about Capcom Fighting Collection, mostly because of uh, Darkstalkers. They're they're having, like, the three Darkstalkers, three, three Darkstalkers games on there. And I think two of those, like, never came out here. So, yep. so yep. I mean, that was always something. I think I said it on this show, like, years ago, that I said I would buy a Darkstalkers collection if it ever happened. And You said it not that are. long ago. I remember that. That was recent. Yeah, I would yeah. love. To, I always wanted to play those games ever since I saw whatever fucking name is Morgan from Marvel vs. Capcom or Capcom vs. SNK. 
I always wanted to play those games. And there's a lot of other characters that are in the Marvel vs. Capcom as well that you see in the trailer here. But yeah, I want to play Darkstalkers. Um, there's like a what Vampire there's Savior, Vampire Hunter, so uh, Redder. Darkstalkers, yeah. the Night Warriors, Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge, Vampire Savior, Lord of the Vampire, Vampire Hunter 2, Darkstalkers Revenge. Uh, Vampire Savior 2, the Lord of the Vampire. Boy, that's a lot of <laughs> very con- easily confused titles there with yeah. all the same words. Um, and then we got Red Earth, Cyberbot, Full Metal Madness, Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, and Hyper Street Fighter 2. I'm excited to try Super Puzzle Fighter. I was always curious about that game. That game was a lot of fun. Well, it, I remember Jeremy and I, we played it's it. It's really fun. Yeah. We played it in uh, Kentucky at, uh, at Brian's place, and it was great, and I never, I never got a version of it. Like I did, I remember it came out the Game Boy Advance, and I never got that one. Mm-hmm. And, and and what I could tell from this video, there's there's the Gem Fighter one, game, but there's also a game where you play as the Chibi Gem Fighter characters in a fighting game. That's that's the other one, and also cool. Hyper Street Fighter Two, which is like the ultimate Street Fighter Two version. So it's like it wasn't included in the Street Fighter 35th Anniversary Edition or whatever. So yeah, I was so, wondering about so that. Is this is this after Super Street Fighter Turbo? Yeah. Okay. This is another one that's after that <laughs> that has even more stuff to it. Because okay. there was, yeah, there was Super Street Fighter and 2. Probably and a faster Super, speed. And there, there was Super Street Fighter 2, and then there was Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and this is Hyper yeah. Street Fighter 2. So this is probably like what the final one is. Whatever. It's it's cool that there's a Street Fighter 2 thing included in there. So Is that the only Street Fighter game that's on there? I think so, yeah. Besides the that's, Puzzle Fighter, yeah. That's kind of nice for all the people that keep buying the Street Fighter games on the Switch. Right. Have to buy them again. But this version isn't in on the other ones, so it is like right. It wasn't on the collection, and it wasn't on the Ultra or whatever. So yeah, I think it's kind of funny because I remember back in the day when those games were coming out, it was like how many times are going to make people buy Street Fighter Two, and then we, I had no idea that thirty years later they'd make them buy all those different versions all over again. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I did it. I bought them all, <laughs> but uh, I like them. Like I, I think the the collection that's on the Switch is really good because it actually has twelve different games on there. But there's but there's different. There's Street Fighter One, there's Street Fighter Two, there's Street Fighter Three, there's Street Fighter Alpha, and there's Street Fighter Alpha Two and Three. Like these are all like completely different games, so hmm. they're all worth having. Because and, like and Street Fighter Alpha Three and Street Fighter Third Strike are like two of the best fighting games of all time. Like hands down, I think I think Street Fighter Three Third Strike is is like yeah, it's one of the best games ever made. So I mean, it's worth it for those games because yeah, those those games are amazing as as far as fighting games go. I was trying to remember, did the beat 'em up bundle cost thirty dollars when it came out? So I'm guessing whatever the price was, this is going to be the same price. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's going to be twenty five because that's what the Street Fighter collection so, was. Like the anniversary okay. collection was twenty five, and that had twelve games. That that's what I'm guessing. I think it'd be around that area, like twenty or twenty five. I guess. I thought that beat 'em up. I thought the beat 'em up bundle was less. I thought it was like ten or fifteen or something like that. Now now but it's twenty know. bucks, but I think it oh, was okay. thirty when it came out. Maybe I don't know. I got I got it right off the bat. I thought it was twenty, and it, but but I, yeah, as long as he's, as long as this is like sixty bucks, and I don't, I don't think it I don't think it will. Plus, there's like they got their own little history thing in there with all X ex- with like extra music tracks and, and all that stuff, and yeah, and you can play it online, which is cool. You can play all the stuff online. You could do the same thing with the Street Fighter Collection. It's always cool when they make older games be able to play online. So I'm into that. Speaking of collections, we're getting a Wonder Boy collection. Yeah, the, these are these are games that I already bought for other systems, but 
I'll probably buy them again. I don't know, depending on how much they are. I mean, I guess what did I, I bought Wonder Boy 4 for the Wii Virtual Console when that died. So that was when I got that version. And I also bought a bunch of other Wonder Boy games for that as well. But it looks like what this has is it has the original Wonder Boy on there, the one that looks the same as Adventure Island, even though I think Adventure Island was made after the original Wonder Boy. And that's why it looks like that. With you know, When you see it the first time, you think it looks like the same game. But like Wonder Boy, whatever Wonder Boy 2 is, it's called something different. There was like three different versions of that one, like through like Turbo Graphics and like uh, and what like the original, um, not the Genesis, but the Master System. I think had it on there. I have I have a version of that as well, it, and it looks like Wonder Boy three is also in there, or no, that would be the Dragon's Trap, right? I guess Dragon's Trap isn't mm-hmm. on there because I thought I thought that um, Monster World was uh, was the Dragon's Trap one. But yeah, it has Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy Monster Land, Wonder Boy and Monster World, and Wonder and uh, Wonder Boy 4, Monster World. I don't know. The Wonder Boy and Monster World that I saw looked like Dragon's Trap. But yeah, these these games are fun. They're, they're action RPG games, you know, like, I guess, well, maybe not full RPG. I don't know. I don't I don't think you level up in there. But, you know, you walk around, you buy shit, you uh, you get you get different weapons, and, and there's like a world, the, the connected world and all that stuff, and they're fun. Like, I, I, was, I was on a big Wonder Boy kick for a while, and uh, they're fun to play. So I'm, I'm interested in getting it for sure. And it's funny because they already released like Wonder Boy 4, the remake of it, but now it's in here. So whatever. Mediatonic has reassured us that Fall Guys is still coming to Switch. Yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> this totally yeah. should have been, this should have happened in the summer or like early fall. Right. I, I understand like. And nobody cares. I'm not, I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to put it on them. Nobody like, cares you know, about crunch and all that. Yeah. But yeah, it was in the height of the game's popularity is when they made the announcement. And I know they've got like a games to service or uh, whatever they call it. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just like any other game like that at this point where they're doing seasons and stuff. And as far as I, I mean, I don't care about it anymore. Maybe people do play it, but it's also changed so much that would probably be like going back to Fortnite and just not understanding what the hell's happening. It's I mean, it's it seems like it seems like such a flash in the pan. Like, I don't think anybody's talking about it anymore. Like, at least. Nobody that I listen to talks about it. I anymore. mean, it was so fun. Like when it first started, you know what? This was, yeah, this was almost two, two years, years ago. And I mean, I had a great time with it, and it's probably one of my most played PlayStation Four games, honestly. But when I fell off, I fell off hard. I was just like, eh, I'm done with that game. Yeah, <laughs> <And just stop laughs> yeah. I mean, the, and, and I never got it cost what? How much did it cost on PlayStation? It was twenty, but you also had to have a. The PlayStation Network, yeah, yeah, which I was a dummy and didn't realize that PS I could, Plus that they made that right. They made that the free game of the month. Oh yeah, so you could have just bought it. And so it. I paid yeah. for both, yeah, because yeah. I'm an idiot. So I actually paid like forty bucks to play that game, and like I said, it was great. It's just it's only got so much legs, and then you're kind of like, okay, well, unless I'm playing for some sort of internet clout, I don't know why I'm still on here. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I, I kind of don't care anymore. I mean, I guess if it comes back around, and I mean, you know, I'll play it. Everything, I mean, you know, everything seems to have a second life on Switch. Like you can really re-release it for Switch, and people will play it because I feel like everybody who has a Switch is really just dying to play Switch games. You know, so. I'm just curious because the you know the the other console version has continued to add a bunch of new content. So are you going to bring that fully updated version to the Switch, or is it going to like? start out rudimentarily and then add content i don't know 
You should. You should bring it on there. I don't know. But in that case, then people could actually learn together. You know, the community would be learning the game as they go because a lot gets added with time. I I I mean, I think that's an important thing. Like, if you could play with only Switch owners, then that's kind of... That's part of what I liked about playing Splatoon when it started. It's like you're kind of learning with everybody else so you can win for a while before everybody gets good, you know? Me and Fortnite when I could actually, like, get wins and that. Did you ever win at Fortnite? I got second place. I never I got, I never got the Battle Royale, but I get, or the whatever, Victory Royale, but I did get second place a few times. Yeah, I, I to got, me, that's yeah, winning. I got second place, too. I never got first, though. I was wondering if you ever got first, but I, I did not. But it was, it does get really, really, really ridiculous when you get to second place. Cause Plus, like, I was getting, like, I had, like, little I you can move. one match where I had, like, seven or eight kills. That only happened at the beginning. Within a couple of days, maybe even, like, a week. At the most, I was getting schooled by everyone yet again. That one, uh, what was it? Spellbreak, the game, the one where like you, um, it's like Harry Potter. Yeah, the one. It, it was like it was like Fortnite, but you had you had powers. Like I, I loved it. Like mm-hmm. it was my, it was my favorite like battle royale game. But like, but then like the internet like community took completely disappeared, and I couldn't get any matches anymore. But I I like won like five times in that game, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually good at this, like, when it came out. And I really liked playing it, because you could fly around, and you could upgrade your abilities, and, like, kind of RPG stuff. And and it's just, like, I feel like everybody just fell off of it. But that was, like, I thought that game was badass. <laughs> it's just, just everybody just, yeah. And I felt like it, it did all these better things at Fortnite. It kind of looked at Fortnite and fixed some stuff, like, kind of like Arceus did. And, yeah, I was I was super hot on that game. But then I ran out of people to play, so I had to stop playing. <laughs> but I was actually winning, so it was cool. Yeah, by They're the time I about, tried to play so. it, we couldn't. I couldn't even connect to a server because no one was playing anymore. Yeah, same same with me. Do you want to mention? Uh, I'm the only one that cares about this, I'm sure. But SD Gundam Battle Alliance will cover 25 different Gundam series. I didn't even know there were that many, but that's a lot. That means how has Gundam been around? Like 40 years, almost 50 years, right? I think Gundam. I think I think Gundam originally started in '79, like the original Gundam series, okay, so which which you can years, which yep. you can watch the original Mobile Suit Gundam on your Switch now. So does this predate Voltron? Then Voltron was not long after that. Oh yeah, dude. The people who did the the people who uh, some of the animators who did Gundam designed the original like Transformers and shit like that. Like it's okay. uh, if you watch Gundam, you'll feel like you already saw it because there's a lot of things that were influenced. By I want to say later. I think Voltron came out before I was born, so it's probably eighty or eighty one. So it wasn't that long after. I, I remember watching Voltron, but watching Gundam maybe because it looks so similar to these other stuff that were inspired by Gundam. I felt like I had seen Gundam before when I watched the original Mobile Suit Gundam, which I think everybody should watch the original series. I mean, it's available on Funimation and Crunchyroll now, so so yeah, check that out. We're getting a new Amiibo. Oh yeah, Min Min Super Smash Brothers Amiibo. Yeah, well, there's actually yeah they actually announced the thing for that finally, so. I will. I'll get that one. I think it looks cool. Uh, we gotta have, get whatever we can to remember uh, to remind us of arms and all. That oh, stuff. ramen noodle hair lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the uh, with the uh, dragon arm and yeah, arms was a cool game. It's too bad it didn't really take off, but I, I enjoyed it when. Uh, what you know? I, I played the the arm the arm tournaments or whatever they had. They, they had the equivalent of uh, whatever the fuck it was called in Splatoon. I forget. Flatfest uh, versus mustard. Yeah, they they had their own they had their own things on arms that was like Splatfest where you where you would like fight for the popularity of the characters and all that and it was really cool. They did like you know it'd be like this character versus this character. It was cool though. I mean, I had fun with it. It was like a it's like a more complicated fighting game, I guess. But 
It was cool. Did did everybody get an email from Nintendo of America's uh, My Nintendo Store? Because I sure did. Nope. I didn't get the email. No, I and just did I too. Know. We we both we both yeah. got the email at the same time, saying like, "Hey, look at this Nintendo of America," and I did. I looked at it a little bit. It's uh, it shows you like what the exclusives are that they have that no one else has, and you can search by character, like if you want to look at Mario stuff or Link stuff or Pokemon stuff or whatever. They updated the the My Nintendo Store. And uh, they've got a whole bunch of physical goods you can buy. And they also have brought in, uh, like, it's now, the, it's now the place where you're going to get all your My Nintendo rewards. So the store where you purchase stuff and the store where you trade in your points for rewards, now it's all one and the same. So you don't have um, to go from one to another. Stuff. That's going to be yeah. better because it was real confusing. It was confusing. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, uh, and you can buy the controllers are on there. I mean... 64 ones are still not available. I looked just to see if they were, but they're still sold out. But you can, but then you can find the NES and Super Nintendo and the Genesis controllers and stuff on there yeah. through that as now well. Now you can more easily find that all that stuff is sold out. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can get to it easier. But I mean, there's like special Mario hats and like Zelda shirts and stuff like that that are that are exclusive to the My Nintendo store. And you know, there's a there's kind of a cool looking KK hoodie that I saw on there, and there's a really cool looking uh. Snorlax switch case, which I, if I didn't already have two switch cases, I'd think about getting it because I thought it really, it's like Snorlax's face, you know, and you could put your switch in there. Hopefully people sleep on it so they have some left. <laughs> but but yeah. they made one other big update to, uh, to the, well, the eShop online, the website. When you go check out your, the prices of games, you can see now the price of games that you've already bought. So that's wonderful. Make these lists like, now I can finally tell like what the prices of these games are without having to log out. We, and you can tell you it, it's, I, I didn't understand like why it wouldn't show it to you because what if you want to tell your friend about a game that you like and you'd be like, Hey, it's on sale for this amount. Like it's kind of annoying that it wouldn't, that it wouldn't show that. Were they afraid that you might try to buy it again or something like that? I mean, I think it was just a design yeah. oversight. Like they wanted, they wanted to tell you that, Oh, you've already bought this game, but they did that by putting the purchased sign where the price would be and yeah it was a this design oversight somebody smartly realized that oh wait actually communicating the price of game that you've already bought it would be a good thing so that you can tell your friends it only took like almost five years to do it right (laughs) maybe now we'll get folders next how about that no they're never coming it's never happening (laughs) i'm convinced it's it's never it's never gonna happen ever that's why you have to download stuff for your wii u and 3ds because they have folders still and themes and all that stuff. I don't see any sort of overhaul to the to the interface, the OS itself, until there's a new switch. Because at this point, I don't think they care. Five years in, yeah, five years in, right. it started out minimal. You're like, well, you know, this is just a stopgap until because we saw both the 3DS and the Wii U eShop were updated over time, like aesthetically. Nope, mm. or not just the eShop, but the actual yeah, interface. And we don't, we did not get that. For the switch, and we never will. You nope. know, you know what? I'm I'm on the eShop right now, and it's still doing the same thing to me. It's still not showing the prices of stuff that I bought that's on sale on your phone. Oh no, on the eShop on the switch. It's through the mobile site. Oh yeah, I was talking about yeah. I'm, it's only in the mobile on the site. phone or computer. Yeah, I take back everything I said earlier. They they all suck. <laughs> I want to see it on my switch, not my phone. I I hate my phone. I don't I don't want to look at that. I'd rather look at the switch that brings me joy, not despair. Well, we got some anniversaries. So Contra has turned 35 years old. It was released on February 20th, 1987. Damn. Now it's like, you know, I, I, was, I was obviously already used to be like, you know, 
Space Invaders and Pong being considered like really old games. And I was even used to Super Mario Brothers being considered a really old game. But now it's like now we're getting into like mid-generation NES games. Uh, you know, now those are like really old. Those are like full-grown adults that have like real jobs and two kids now. That's Contra. Well, you gotta get start. Gotta get started quick on that. I mean, Mario three yeah, just turned thirty one recently, or the US yeah. at least turned thirty one. So it's like we're moving into the nineties now of that shit being old, mm-hmm. and, yep, night, and, night, and kids bored in the nineties are saying they feel old now. So I still call them kids because they are because <laughs> they're younger <laughs> than you. <laughs> Night in the Woods is a got a is a five years. I mean. That's kind of weird because it was the owner of that like a creep and also killed himself. And well, like some... the main developer, yeah, he's dead. He yeah. killed himself because a bunch of allegations were about to yeah. drop. I think he was trying to get ahead of it with the. That's sort of how I I remember the story going. It's a very, mm-hmm. it's a sad thing more for the victims than anything. But like because he did that, he was just avoiding all accountability and taking the coward's way out. It's my opinion. But also, suicide's a serious thing, and I shouldn't, I don't know. It is, it's, yes. it's too complicated of a thing to just have that sort of opinion about, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you could put all that aside, I did think Night in the Woods was a really cool game. Oh, it was great. And didn't we all play through it? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I yeah, didn't play it. Jeremy and I played through it. I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of um, Oxen Free. That's the one we all played. I didn't play that <laughs> one. What? I, I thought you played off. I never played Axon Free. Never owned it. Never played it once. No, Jeremy and I played at Night in the Woods. Um, we had a, did an episode with Janet. She she hated the game. But uh, <laughs> Jess and I actually played through it during the pandemic. And Jess liked it a lot. So I, I, I thought it was, I think it's still a great game. It's a shame that it has all this other, all this kind of controversy. I don't think it, it ends well, but you can't put that on a game. like. I like the ending because it, 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 it all just well. gets kind of fucking weird at the end and just. Yeah, they do kind of wrap it up in a weird way, but it, but you do you know you you have feelings for the characters. They have this really nice like ending description of everybody, and it's you know you, you feel ways. I guess when stuff. you have a character who's got like obviously you know they've got mental health struggles, and she's been kind of trying to like process a psychotic break she had. I don't know. It's kind of weird that at the end she was right about some stuff she was paranoid about. I, I don't know. That was like kind of the opposite <laughs> of what I expected. It, it kind of ends. I mean, it, it basically turns into. Um, Hot Fuzz. It basically turned into the movie Hot mm-hmm. Fuzz. If you've ever seen that, it's pretty much the same thing. Like yes. where's all the all that's the great. city and yeah. all that? You know, that's that's what the vibes that I got from it. I was like, oh, that's Hot Fuzz. I remember that movie. It also has a Guitar Hero esque rhythm game in it, which is kind of cool. I love that song so much. Like, uh, I put like many different ver- like I downloaded a version that a, that some band like did it like with the lyrics on there and all that. The uh, the Die Anywhere Else. I love that song so mm-hmm. much. I think it's a fucking banger. Like that's <laughs> that's still one of my favorite songs. But yeah, I downloaded the version with the, with like a. That's about hating your like small hometown. You just want to like be somewhere else when you die, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, it's, it's that's it's, great. It's about like not wanting to die in the place that you were born and all that. I I, I, lo- I love that. I love that idea. Just not here. That's what the whole that's what the whole game's about. You know, is about like having to like you know fucking up at the chance of getting a career and moving out of the shitty town that you lived in and she gets kicked out of school and has to go back to the town that she hates and you're kind of stuck in this you know downward spiral of and 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 like they i feel like they built the town really well just to show like you know how how like people in the town are like out of work because like all these like factories and stuff that they used to have jobs from are like closing out and it's just about a dying town 
and you're stuck there and you don't want to be there. And just even like coming back and doing band practice and all that, like from a band that you haven't. Doesn't it start with like your mom forgetting to pick you up or your dad forgetting? To yeah, pick you yeah. Up your parents train don't even. Station. Your parents don't even come get you, and you have to walk home from the train station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Brutal. it just got like a really interesting yeah. energy to it. It's a very. It reminds me of being like a a dark emo kid and the. Yeah. And the, the and the character is like super snarky to everybody, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Like she, yeah, she's very much like. Yeah, she always make jokes about what you say. You're just like super sarcastic about everything, and I, 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 I dig that. There's a bit of self awareness to the game that I like too. Yeah. And and it's all it's kind of like a you know it, it it's intentional that you don't know how to play the rhythm game. Like they like don't tell you how to mm-hmm. do it because you're supposed to come back and not be able be able to play in this band that maybe you played a little bit of or not. It's it's supposed to you're supposed to play badly. Like that's part they of the, part of the meta thing. Shit while you were gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> practicing without you. Well, the website VGC has done an examination of the Wii U and 3DS eShops, and they've determined that an estimated 1,000 digital-only titles will disappear. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, they'll, you know, a lot of them will come back in their own way. It's just pretty much like, you know, do like what I've been doing, just to figure out what you want the most out of these games, and you'll buy one that's more expensive, and then it'll get released on Switch what's gonna happen probably that's what happened to me with the the uh, phoenix Wright trilogy i brought hmm. that i bought that on wii and then it was released on switch and i bought it again so whatever but yeah no uh it it, it does suck uh, when, originally when you're saying dungeons and dragons there's a dungeons and dragons beat-em-up game that's like exclusive to wii u as a digital title and i was hoping that was hmm. what you got because that's another one i was looking at getting is it a D muso game no it's a it's like a it's like Final Fight, but with D and D characters. It's like Golden Axe, you know, mm. which I guess is D and D. Like it's like that type of thing, but officially from D and D. So I thought that was cool, and it's a Capcom game even, and it wasn't included in the beat 'em up bundle. So what the fuck? Hmm. The Video Game History Foundation officially came out against Nintendo's what they call destructive retro policies. Of course, so that's they pretty- did. We, it's pretty good. We forgot yeah, to we forgot to mention like how uh, how like Sony was attacked about all these things, and they were like, "Okay, we're leaving it up." And Nintendo's just yeah. like, "I don't care, just don't care, just get rid of it." <laughs> Microsoft to a certain extent too, because they added backwards compatibility after the fact with like a firmware update. Yeah, I think that it's so dumb because Nintendo was the one who started this. Like they're the ones who started the the uh, virtual console, pretty much, and kind of like created that kind of hope for the future that you're not going to lose things because you'll just be able to download them later and now they're like ah, about that yeah yeah that's not a good business model for us so we're not going to do that <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure a lot of a lot of the nintendo made stuff will probably come around again maybe probably not the ds yeah, stuff like we were premium. talking but weird stuff like like uh, dragon quest wars like that dragon quest uh you know strategy game that i have like you're never gonna see that again on dsi like it's it's gonna it's gonna die there forever probably warrior snapped as well you probably never see that again anywhere else so i mean there's there's still some things worth worth getting on there so what would probably make the most sense is to put the like the nso games as cloud gaming gets better just to have the virtual console be a cloud mm, service i don't like that yeah being built I don't I don't necessarily like it either unless they unless it gets to the point where the lag is not noticeable. But the, the positive to that would be that you wouldn't have to hit the reset button every time we get a new console and not what old games are coming to this console. It's just you could have the NES out there in the cloud and new console, boom, everything's all ready to go. Hopefully oh something God. like that. It I don't want the retro stuff to be cloud. Yeah, me either. 
maybe eventually, because we have seen cloud technology improve, obviously, you've kind of proven that, John, with Hitman. Mm. But um, I don't know. Like, okay, if it gave you the option, kind of like Netflix does, where you can download a movie, or like, uh, I think Spotify does the same thing where you can download oh, yeah. a playlist. Yeah, most streaming services let you like download a whole movie. Let us do that. And then we can take it and not have to have online access to play these games. That, that I'm cool with that. And I'm also cool with, you know, here's an obscure game I don't really feel like playing, which it's going to take like eight kilobytes or whatever, but whatever. I don't want to actually download it. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to play the, the cloud version. So I guess performance wise, mm-hmm. cloud, the cloud doesn't have as much to deal with as it would with the <laughs> fully 3D game like Hitman 3 versus like Blades of Steel or something. Yeah. Which isn't even available anywhere because of license. But then, like with if if you if you're playing it locally, then they'd have to keep making emulators for each new system that comes out, and then each game would have to be tested with that emulator. And versus if if they did put it all on the cloud, like there it is, and you're just you know watching a video, and you don't have to make new emulators every time you get a new system. All these. The systems used to actually, the systems used to actually have like what during like let's say like Game GameCube to Wii is a great example of like, oh, and also like uh, what was it Game Boy Advance? Game Boy had Advance an actual played, like played all of the Game Boy Color, but it Game actually Boy had Color. like yeah. a Game Boy chip on it. Like that's how it did mm-hmm. that. It was playing it with hardware. It wasn't playing it through emulation. So if you kept doing that with each successive console generation. Then you're building in the ability to, yeah, to keep running the same emulation software. I always liked. I, I liked how Nintendo did that, and they did that for a long time. You know, when it was, yeah, like a GameCube to GameCube to Wii. You know, uh, Wii U to Wii. Mm-hmm. Then like, or or like the you know then, but then they changed what they were using for it, like format, so they had to, so they couldn't do it anymore, like with the Switch. But mm-hmm. Switch was like back to the drawing board, like. But if but if there was a Switch Sports too, I, w- I would hope that it would still have like you would still be able to play the original Switch stuff and all that. And it's so bizarre to think that when our podcast started, we had all these different platforms. We were talking about Nintendo style, and we didn't even know what was next. And now here in like a year, it's only going to be the Switch. That's all there's going to be. The Switch forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. I guess you gotta. Got to steal some of these, I guess, to play them. That's just how it is. Or, or that's why I'm like uh, I do. You know, the video game history foundation. I think they're more focused on physical Keeping preservation, yeah, especially yeah. like journalistic things and stuff. But like, I hope that they're actively. They have some sort of like maybe, you know, they don't put it on paper, but they've got somebody that's making sure to to get some bootleg ROMs and have like a big database of those somewhere. You know, maybe they're not publicly available, but just in case. One day Nintendo realized they couldn't re-release something. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, hey, we got that." Mm-hmm. Kind of like the the Mario Bros. Bros. ROM on the original Wii supposedly was a ROM that was made by a Wii, fan. Like Wii U too, right? Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. Well, or like, uh, what, like trying to remake like Panzer Dragoon Saga and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like without it being available. Or like, you know, using the picture of uh, Amaterasu. Um, for from yep. IGN because your because <laughs> your studio's destroyed or whatever you know or has, has already gone under so that type of thing. On the same note, uh, Night Dive Studios, yeah, has come out and said that they want to remaster titles like Eternal Darkness, but Nintendo isn't giving them any 
any uh, space to even consider it. So, well, I mean, I guess I haven't responded to them. I mean, this I, I want this to happen because Night 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 Dive Studios is amazing. Like I've loved uh, what they did last. Uh, I'm still playing Power Slave whenever I get a chance, and Shadow Man looked really good too. But I mean, yeah, it's a uh, Eternal Darkness would be a would be a hard one because it's owned by by Silicon by uh, what um Silicon, Silicon Knights and uh, and Nintendo. So. You'd have to get both of them to make, but that would be wonderful. I wish they would I feel like they're kind of aiming for something too high right now. For because didn't they haven't they like renewed like the the thing for uh, Eternal Darkness still like the copyright? Renewed, yeah, that was recently they renewed the copyright. Yep. So I mean, who knows? Like it might it might come out again in some way. So I would like. I mean, that game is great, and and it's really expensive to get. So. Yeah. Speaking of like the, the the Wii U and 3DS stuff, like I was saying earlier, if anybody has a Wii U and they haven't gotten Metroid Prime Trilogy, get that because what you're not going to get that probably for less than hundred dollars ever anywhere, <laughs> you know. So I had a chance to get it for fifteen dollars at Best Buy. I met Joe's Matthew. Well, you can get it digitally now for twenty. With yeah. like in in the next year, you should get it. Before and it goes and away. with the Wii U, it's all baked in there. You know, to use the actual Wii mode and stuff. Yeah. So you what's get all the beautiful motion controls and yeah. the what? What was so what was so so cool about the Wii U uh, Wii Virtual Console stuff as well? Is it is that if you have ever played a game a Wii game on your Wii U, it will carry all the saves into that. So if you incorporated all of your save data for your Wii into your Wii U. When you when you play that digital game, it will read all of your saves from that. So when I bought yep. Mario Galaxy Two, I was automatically started with everything that I'd already played previously on my on my on my that Wii that I well. moved yeah. onto the Wii U. So that's really really cool. That's a really cool thing to do on there. But yeah, mostly like Metroid Prime Trilogy because who knows when you're going to see that, and it's like fucking expensive as shit to get it. Yeah. And you know, people say like having physical versus digital, but I was thinking about it the other day. Sometimes digital's better because I have I have Paper Mario Thousand Year Door and I can't play it because this disc is scratched in some way that I can't figure out it won't load. If it was digital I could play it. That's all I'm saying. Like sometimes I think that digital is a little more reliant than uh physical because physical is gonna wear gonna wear down too, you know. So think about it in that way. I bet you could get that fixed. Yeah. I thought about getting I mean I thought about getting Metroid Prime trilogy and I have it on disc. You know, just because, just to have it able to play, just in case it. the disc dies. You know, so I so, have that on whatever. Wii U, and I also have like a shit ton of GBA games because mm. that's a huge reason I bought that thing in the first place. It's kind of like the last straw of like I need a Wii U. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's like new Metroid art on Retro Studios Twitter profile. It's kind of funny to see people like try to pick it apart and all that. There, it's a they could make a whole. I don't know. You can make a whole story about that. That uh, that that play that that Jess worked on that was about the Bachelor. It's like a Bachelor uh, musical. I, I watched it, you know, before before we went to Tennessee. And there's this mm-hmm. whole like song in there about them like picking apart this note that they get from the Bachelor. Like he sends a, he like sends up a written note, and they try to pick each word about out of it to try to figure out what it means for a future episode. It basically reminded me of this picture from <laughs> from from Twitter about people just taking apart this. This 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 just picture of of uh, Samus's silhouette over like looks like she's stuck in a whale or something like it's like whale bones behind her or something. It's like a Jonah. Yeah, yeah it's like a Jonah. The Jonah stuck in the whale type thing. Uh, which wait, you know what that means? Star Tropics three because in original in original Star Tropics, Mike gets caught in a whale. 
So that's what it means. It means that we're getting another Star Tropic. So you hear it Bus here. Over. Heard it here on Nintendo Main. It's happening. Um, I think one last thing we should talk about before we go, just because Square Enix, I know you listen to the show every week. Um, do exactly that. Square Enix, up, Square Enix wants to make more uh, HD 2D Super Nintendo remakes. Yeah, so, they're printing money for themselves. Do it. Do Keep it. Doing it. There's a, I don't know if you've ever heard, there's a game called Final Fantasy VI. I think it would look really cool in a 2D HD uh, remake. So why don't we do yes. that? I know that I know there's the pixel remaster, but how about a Final Fantasy VI? How about four, five, and six? How about all those? Those are all great games. Let's do that. And it would look super pretty. Or some other Super Nintendo stuff that never came out here, like like Live Alive and all that. You know, more things like that. I'm into it. Let's, they own Hitman. I want to see Hitman in 2D HD. <laughs> I mean, they did that D make of Dark Souls. Like, it's it's possible if somebody like made like a level from Dark Souls on PlayStation One. You know, if somebody likes it enough, they can make a they can make a version of it. So, cool. All right, I think that's good. I think it's good for this for this week. Um, thanks everybody for listening to the show. Uh, if you want to hear more of our episodes, including our new best number twos in video games, go to Patreon.com/slash Nintendo Main Podcast and. Just set a, set yourself up for a dollar tier, and you can hear all those. I think there's over there's at least over fifty on there of uh, Patreon exclusive stuff. Plus, if you do the five dollar level, you will get uh, videos of us talking about stuff in advance. You'll also get the um, new WART Radio, where I take all the music used in the episodes and put it into a nice playlist for you to listen to, which is pretty cool as well. And also check out uh, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I'm going to try my hardest to stream. Majora's Mask on there because I love playing that game. And also youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find our uh, all of the all of the songs of KK Slider in uh, live in front of the Resident Center or on there, plus a bunch of other stuff. And on Twitter, we're at I'm at Nintendo Domain, Nintendo underscore domain, and Jeremy's at JMX Tech. And you can find all our stuff on there. I always post when anything happens and I post a bunch of 30 second videos and stuff like that on there. So check that out there and subscribe wherever you can find the podcast. But that has been our episode 309. Thank you so much for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. I'm John Litter. And we'll see you next week. See ya, see ya, see ya, see ya, see ya, see ya.
Echo one.